Pick out your movie, lounge on your couch, watching the stars while you slouch. Now you can listen to what they'll say. It's Easton and friends bringing the couch critics your way. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Couch Critics. Uh, just a little day behind here because we did have some tech issues uh, last night, but thankfully, no problems. Uh, the interface that I spent quite a bit of money on did not break. It rather just has a stupid feature. So somebody over at Guitar Center was able to help me out, so thank you over there. Uh, we were able to get it fixed and record just a day late, so that's not too bad. Um, today I have uh, a guest who has come on just once, so the second appearance uh, Trevor. Woohoo! Um, we kind of did some questions last time. Um, I don't really have uh, one planned. Oh, no. Um, so we'll, we'll go uh, not movie related. We'll go TV show related. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> how about. I'm prepped. I'm prepped. <laughs> I, I think I already know your number one, but I'll say uh, just for the audience mm-hmm. what's your favorite TV show and then also. Uh, your least favorite TV show that you were forced to watch as a kid because of your parents. That's a hard one. So you can go with the easy one first and maybe think of the other one in the back of your head. But I think that's a that's a I think that's a fun question because there's parents have a pretty bad taste in TV shows sometimes. So. <laughs> right. I uh, I don't know. I go uh, I go. I think I get in like fits of watching different TV shows. Oh, all the so time. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so like, there'll be times when I rewatch the office like a million times. And then if I get, and then, uh, and then I watch breaking bad about once a year, um, just in its entirety. Uh, and then Seinfeld, I know I, I just, I'm supposed to narrow it down to one. That's hard. That's uh, okay. I mean, it's a, it's a fluid question. And then you Avatar's, can have some top, your, you can have a top couple. Yeah. And Avatar is back on Netflix. So that I just, is. I finished that a couple of days ago and then just like <laughs> restarted it immediately. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I ended up buying Avatar. Nice. So, uh, because Tristan hadn't seen it and I used to work at a video store and they got it and it was like 20 bucks for the Blu-ray. There you go. And so I went ahead and picked it up and Tristan and I both watched it and she actually really liked it. Good. So, that is much less than I paid for the oh, yeah. series. Yeah, I paid like yeah, it was pre-owned. So yeah, I think it's like forty-seven yeah, or like something, like that. Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, because it it was selling at Walmart for a while, and I think somebody probably bought it, watched it all, and decided to sell it. So I got it for like twenty bucks. Right. So it was pretty nice. I actually did the same thing with Whitney. She hadn't watched it when she was a kid, and oh, so uh, yeah, picked it up, showed it to her, and yeah, she loves it. Yeah, that's it's. I mean. One of the greatest, I think, obviously Nickelodeon shows. I don't think there's anything that eclipses. Anything from like the 90s and early thousands was like. Yeah. I mean, I guess people could say SpongeBob is the greatest Nickelodeon show, but. Yeah, because that's been going on for like. Ever. And the first like 10 seasons were apparently gold. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't really watch it that much as a kid. So I don't have like fond. But as an adult. Yeah. You watch it all the time. Not all the time. But I, if it's on, like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's a. Goofy little comedy. Yeah. Um, I actually thought Breaking Bad and then The Office. I was like, that yeah. was my two that I was like, all right, that's probably what he's going to go with. But maybe he'll throw me a curveball. I, I actually hated Breaking Bad when it first came out. Really? I did I, not like it at all. I really need to finish it. I got a season and a half in and it just didn't like capture me. But I heard, I know it just gets better and better. 
Yeah. So if if you want my opinion, which you didn't ask for, but I'm giving it to you. Well, you're my guest, so. <laughs> uh, you could stop at the end of season four and just be done. <laughs> really? Season season five is like. So I I have this weird opinion of like the big bad from like season three, two to four, something like that. Sure. Um, Gus Fring is my favorite character, and I mm-hmm. think he's the good guy of the show, and Walt is the absolute worst. <laughs> and so if season five yeah. is basically just like Walt becoming Gus, kind of, and I and it, it, there's some weird stuff happens, and I'm like I could do without do it. Without it, yeah. yeah. I really hate shows that fumble the last season. Um, you really hate or you don't really I, hate? I hate. Oh, yeah. Like, you're right there on the finish line. Just find a way. Like, how do writers that get, get paid millions of dollars not? Right. How can they not just... I don't know. My dog's biting his own reflection. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, he's into it, too. Right? Yeah. Oh, no. He hates his own reflection. <laughs> Um, I need to shave this mustache. He has, a, <laughs> he has a pea-sized brain, so I can't count it against him. Anyways. Um, You're a big Game of Thrones fan, Exactly. Right? That's, I know what, that that's that... what I was thinking of. Chuck is another big one. Chuck. Ugh. Yeah. Art. Good um, gracious. The last season was just the biggest fumble of yeah. all. One more episode at the end of that season to wrap it up would have made the last season okay. Yeah. Like, but it wouldn't have made it. It wouldn't have been great, but it wouldn't have been bad. But the yeah. way that they ended it on top of a bad last season, because they ruined one good character, mm-hmm. Grimes, and then yeah, they ruined yeah. Sarah. Yeah. And then Ch- Chuck was always Chuck. So he's, yeah, he, I mean, yeah. they kind of ruined his, you know, the intercept kind of thing. Right. Anyway, so yeah, Chuck is a big one. Game of Thrones fumbled it for two seasons, basically. And oh, that's, okay. But that's mainly because of, uh, that, that's not necessarily the writer's fault that's more wasn't of, it they caught up with the books yeah and they weren't sure and, where to go or something well and george as far as what i've read george R. R. martin the writer of the books um didn't like the direction that they wanted to go in mm. and he wanted to go somewhere else and so he stepped off like stepped away from oh, okay helping them through the movie or through the shows because he was like a i don't know if it was a co-producer or a co-writer but he sure, was sure. he was there helping them um, develop the stories of all the characters on set and like helping him. Yeah. Um, but then he stepped away because they, right. they just had some directional issues. And I, you know, we don't know how it's going to finish in his books cause he hasn't finished it, mm-hmm. but I assume what he's going to do is going to be better than what they did. And obviously I think the biggest problem people have with the last season is it's just felt really rushed. Yeah. Decided, like, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. But nonetheless, like just a couple shows, like if How I Met Your Mother's another one. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. a sitcom that just the last season just it's wasn't just... good. It just there's so many shows throughout history where like the last season is yeah, just... and it's like it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, and then the last season, like you know, it's going to be the last season, so you're like, okay, let's wrap it all up. There's nothing wrong with having a conclusion of a season. Yeah, not everything has to be The Simpsons or Family Guy. Right. Or that's or South Park. That's 30 seasons. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody wants The Walking Dead to last 25 right. seasons. No matter but, how bad they want yeah. The Walking Dead to go on forever. <laughs> we want a conclusion, but just make it good. Yeah, And they, yeah. like, shows just can't can't do it. I know there are some good ones out there. Uh, like, Avatar had a fantastic ending. Like, yes. Golden. Yeah. Um, 
I guess this is an anime, so it's a little bit different. But Full, Full Metal Alchemist, both Brotherhood and the original mm. that came out, both of those had a fantastic ending. Yeah. And the first one was even like controversial, but it was still loved as a, as yeah, a good ending. Sure, like, people sure. didn't like what, what happened, but it was still done well. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of writers just can't do. They just, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Anyways, we're getting into TV talk <laughs> quite a bit. Um, although I will tell you this, yeah. a TV show that I hated, I didn't necessarily hate it. Um, I just didn't, it just, I didn't care for it all that much, but when yeah. I would come home from high school, when I was in high school and I was running like cross country and stuff, yeah. come home at, get around home around six. Um, there were three TV shows that would all be on in a row that I'd watch like with my mom, like sure. when she was cooking, uh, it would be, it was everybody loves Raymond and then King of Queens and then Seinfeld. Okay. And so I really liked Everybody's Loves Raymond, and I loved Seinfeld, okay. but King of Queens I didn't you, really care for. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that was just the trio. Like, you, that yeah. was just what you watched. You know? Yeah. It, I take it you didn't have cable, or uh, maybe you did. But... Yeah, we watched it on TBS. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I remember I used to watch all those shows, but they were on. We didn't have cable growing up, so it was mm-hmm. on, like, Ion Television. So it was just one of those standard channels that... Sure, sure. You can get it with Nintendo Plug TV. Plug the TV and you got it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And they were free. And yeah. so that's what I was able to watch. King of Queens. Seinfeld was not on there. Seinfeld yeah. decided not to put their <laughs> stuff out there for free. But yeah, um, everybody loves Raymond. Everybody hates uh, Chris. I, oh, everyone hates Chris. yes. And then I... Still Standing was one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were a bunch of just sitcoms that ran on that channel. That's what we watched. But for sure. If you ask what I hated growing up, ER was atrocious. <laughs> that yeah, I yeah, yeah. could not stand that. We watched Friends for a long time, and I actually don't mind Friends. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I don't love it. I don't think I would buy the set, or right. Netflix should have spent twenty million dollars to keep it for a year. But nonetheless, I, I didn't mind. That was one that we grew up watching. Oh, speaking of medical shows, though, another show that had a not great like ending was House. I heard that. I yeah. was never that into House. My brother was, mm-hmm. but that was never really my show. I felt like my problem with uh, cop shows and uh, medical shows is they just felt way too like form- formulaic. Oh, yeah. Like every episode just felt like the same thing. It's like thing. disease of the a- week. Kind after of thing. you get through maybe a season and a half, mm-hmm. like it just became, becomes routine. For sure. Um and so I think the only cop show that I can actually sit down and watch now is Criminal Minds, and not Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, that's true. But that that one's more of a comedy, yeah, yeah. than like, a like an actual cop show. Like most of the like Y Five O and CSI and NCIS, those are like drama ones. Yeah. So yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine is a comedy. So I think they have a different style. That's more of like a sitcom. I that's you. a also a cop show. So there you go. Um, but. Yeah, I just I hated all <laughs> I hated all those. My grandma made me watch Law, Law and Order is probably my least favorite show of all time. Really, I just hate like the it, original it, one or all of them. It just really? I, I mean SVU I think is the big one. Yeah, yeah. It just it it takes the good thing about cop shows are when the cops are having action, like they're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. There's action involved. Yeah, yeah. And they take all that out of it. Yeah, and it's just courtroom. A lot of like, it's just courtroom stuff. Like, yeah. why would I want to sit down for an hour and watch people debate and court? Like, if I'm going to do that, I might as well just watch 
one o'clock in the afternoon, People's Court and Judge Judy. That's right. the same thing. It's yeah, it's yeah. terrible television. <laughs> like I I don't understand how that has thirty five seasons or whatever. I mean, I know Ice Cube's on it or whatever, but is it Ice Cube? Yeah, I think yeah. it or or yeah, I think so. Have you have you seen the John Mulaney stand up about his bit about Law and Order SBU with? Probably, but I don't remember it. I've watched some. I, I like John Mulaney, so well, I've seen some of his stuff. But yeah. I mean, he's got a bit a about SVU, and you haven't seen it. You should definitely look it up because it yeah, is I hilarious. love John Mulaney. Yeah. yeah, he had a new special that came out a little while ago, and I was not. It was something about the some crunch in the kids or something, and it was really weird. He had weird. Yeah, yeah. It was like a he had a whole bunch of kids join him. It was supposed to be like a Sesame Street style. Oh thing. yeah, yeah. Um. And it was really weird. I've seen a couple of scenes from that. I know that he had a special, or like one of those episodes had uh, Jake Gyllenhaal on it. Oh. And that was kind of funny. And I used kind of pretty intensely there. <laughs> it was John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. Sack Lunch Bunch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tristan actually kind of liked it, yeah. but I thought it was a little. It was weird, but I don't mind if a comedian has a you know something he wants to do. I mean, I go do you, and people <laughs> are gonna sure. some are gonna like it, some aren't, and so I'm not like I'm no longer a John Mulaney fan or anything. You know, yeah, yeah. Hey, he did something that he did something different, and I I mean I appreciate that. So yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, we've gone really far off off topic. <laughs> that's that's fine. We were just talking TV shows. We're just, um, we're just chatting. Yep. Yeah, so I guess you get to know Trevor a little bit more. There you go. Um, a couple of his favorite shows, and then I guess he doesn't really like King of Queens, it's which okay. I was forced to watch that as a kid because oh. I was like, the only, if there's that, hey, that's the only thing on, yeah, I can watch that or SV. I mean, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pick King of which, Queens. The um, show I kind of like or the show I hate, <laughs> exactly. Or I can watch like uh, music videos, which wasn't my thing, but they weren't like. Good music videos. It was the ones that they put for free, so they're a band that like twelve people know for sure. And that's the music video. Yeah, I'm good. So, <laughs> um, anyways, we'll uh, go ahead and jump into the episode for today. Uh, we are going to do Batman versus Superman. Last time Trevor's on, we got into a little bit of a DC universe talk before, um, and so when I asked Trevor to be on, I kind of asked him what movie he might want to do. Uh, you know, I like doing new movies on here, um, but there's no new movies coming out. So it's really hard to do that. So right now we're just kind of uh, doing some old movies throughout the past couple of years that uh, we want to talk about. So when I asked him uh, about what movie he wanted to do, he said, well, we had a good discussion with DC. We might as well just kick it into full gear and well, do. Uh, first, I think I said, let's fight about Hereditary for a little bit, but that might not be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had already, we've already done Hereditary on here. I know. Yeah. I know. And, um, he is a, uh, Hereditary hater, which I, I guess, I don't know. I assume you've listened to the episode, but maybe you haven't, but the two people I, um, talked to with that, Thess and Cooper, they were not fans. Really? I mean, like they, they thought it was okay, but yeah. I think it was a fantastic horror movie, and they were like, I mean, it was okay, but there was a lot of dumb things about it, and I guess you're more on the fan of it was a t- atrocious movie. To give you a glimpse and glimpse into my mind there a little bit, uh, when you said the word hereditary hater, I instantly thought, I could put that on a shirt, and I would wear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely polarized. I mean, people either love or hate that movie. I've seen... Um, I think when I when I made that episode, I went out and tried to find other people's opinions on Twitter and stuff. And mm-hmm. some people are 
Like they're like, this is one of the greatest horror movies in the past yeah, yeah. five years. And then other ones are like, I don't understand how anybody thinks like this is terrible writing. This is terrible. Like I, I wasn't scared. This is stupid. And for sure. So, I mean, I guess I kind of get it, but for me, I think I, I mean, I already talked about in that episode. So yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can listen to my in-depth. I review won't divert it anymore. I but, um, <laughs> I, I definitely thought it was. I thought it was good. And when I went and saw it in theaters, I watched it with Tristan and we both really enjoyed it. And then Trevor and his wife went and watched mm-hmm. it and they both came out of the theater hating it. It's about the only, I think it's the only movie I've ever sat in a theater and thought I could get up and leave right now. I've never thought yeah. about that about any movie before that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely, I can see why people do dislike it, but Personally, it's I think it's right up my alley of style of movie, um, sure. but and that was also when I was uh, I'm still not a traditional horror movie fan. I like uh, film directors that take the horror genre and stretch what that is, mm-hmm. and so that might be a, another reason why I really enjoy it. Because I, I mean, I don't like like a hack and slash or <laughs> something that's trying to just terrorize you the whole entire right. time uh, or torture stuff you know that's not really like my saw thing. or something like yeah that, now yeah. saw one was okay because it was a new concept and it was something new but then everything after that was just because aren't there like six movies of that or something uh, there's probably at least six and they came out with jigsaw which was yeah so i've never seen any of them oh, okay oh, the first saw is is good just because it's a new it was creating a new like um just a new genre mm-hmm. almost of of horror and um, it had an actual story to it. There was a point, mm-hmm. and, but then after that, there's no longer that like the whole entire point of the movie was taken out, and it was just well, people liked people getting tortured and being put in traps and stuff, and like that was the worst, like not the worst part of that movie, but that wasn't the main focus. The main, if you watch, if you've watched it, the you know, it feels like the main point of the movie was following these two characters and why they were selected. And it's kind of like an ethical Exactly. Thing, yeah, and yeah. that's what made it interesting. And yeah. then also how he was able to um, create this situation was also interesting. And it wasn't that anymore. For sure. All the rest of the saws were just, let's torture people. Yeah, they're bad people by his standards, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the point anymore. It yeah, wasn't yeah. a focus anymore. Anyways, yeah. So, um, so yeah, he... We, he did ask me about Hereditary, and I would have been fine doing it. I don't mind. Um, most of the podcasts we've had on here are pretty – we both really enjoy the movie. Um, but in the future, that's not really going to be the case because mm-hmm. we would be doing newer movies. We've For just sure. um, been picking movies that we – you know, if we like it, we're going we're gonna to do it. Yeah. We can do any movie we want right now. It's quarantine time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but later on, there's definitely going to be some – disputes on on movies and so i don't mind that conflict and it would have been i think a good episode but you know don't want to hit we'll the that. same movie twice <laughs> yeah yeah um, I feel you. and then and then he was and then he uh and then he offered uh yeah. dc batman versus superman um and he was like well it's a little bit older and i was like I, it doesn't matter yeah. i mean i uh i definitely have some thoughts on the movie and it was definitely a highly debated movie when it came Very out much, yeah. uh, even before it came out mm-hmm. um so I guess we'll go ahead and get into it. Before the movie even came out, mm-hmm. I think the biggest news around this movie was um, Ben Affleck 
as yeah. as Batman. I mean, right when that got announced, people were livid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually kind of like the pick. I, oh, I I think we'll get into this later, but I think Ben Affleck is the best. Not just Batman, not just Bruce Wayne, but the best like combination. Combination, of both. yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I can, yeah. When we get into the whole movie thing, I can definitely, we can definitely expand on that. Um, but before the movie came out, you didn't really know right. how he was going to do at it. Yeah, yeah. But I have always liked Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. I've never thought he's the greatest. Like he's definitely not a. Um, I am slipping on the name of the uh, trilogy Batman. Uh, oh, uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale. Yeah. I kept on thinking Christopher Nolan. I'm like, that's the director <laughs> of the movie, not. Yeah, I'm. You're I, close. <laughs> Chris, yeah, uh, Bale is definitely a, I think, better actor than than Ben Affleck if, throughout his uh, filmography. But mm-hmm. um, a little more versatile. Yeah, and and he's definitely a method actor and, and is able to really get into his characters. And I think is a is a better actor. But Ben Affleck has always been consistent, and been good in what he does. And yeah. so I thought he. And he definitely has the build to be mm-hmm. a Batman, which was I was excited for that because as good as Christian Bale is, he is definitely a smaller figure. Now yeah. he definitely buffed up yeah, for yeah. the Batman trilogy, but he was still he's still a smaller framed guy. Yeah, and Batman which is always isn't his fault. No, no, and he's <laughs> again that trilogy is one of the greatest trilogies. I, uh, my opinion, one of the greatest mm-hmm. trilogies of all time. So yeah. I, it was perfect. Like he he was fine in those movies. Yeah, but when Christian Bale got casted, you know. Uh, as weary as I was about, you know, this is definitely a different style of person. Oh, you mean when Ben Affleck? Yes, got casted, when Ben Affleck yeah. was casted. Um, yeah, he's different, but he can definitely like he's more the comic book style because he is a bigger frame, big old chest, yeah, tiny little waist, and he yeah. fills out the the costume and the mm-hmm. and the character a lot more. And of course, I didn't know how his Wayne was going to be or anything like that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I. I I wasn't hating it as much as a lot of people were. Right. Um, and when it comes to, I think the only movie before Batman versus Superman was man of steel mm-hmm. and suicide squad hadn't came out yet. So it was just man of steel, which another kind of iffy movie mm-hmm. uh, to some people. I thought it was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't, but it wasn't great. I would say it was like a Thor. If you were, Comparing the two, Marvel versus DC, I would say it's a level of Thor. Is it bad? No, but it 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 wasn't great. It wasn't like the best DC could offer when they put out a movie, but it wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed it when it came out. Um, probably watched it twice or something, and then you know, okay, I got the story, I got you know the (laughs) thing, and that was it. Sure. Um, and then we went out and watched. Watch this one. I was a little the the only thing before this movie came out, I was a little uh, skeptical of just the premise mm-hmm. because I I kind of wanted a Batman movie mm-hmm. before they had them pinned up against each other. Sure. I mean, obviously the name is Batman. And I think that's a big Superman. criticism of the mm-hmm. movie is that a lot of people have that have that opinion. I think that that that's the route they should have taken. They yeah. should have had Batman solo and then maybe put him head to head. Maybe even had just with the context of the movie, had a Wonder Woman solo film. Yeah. And on that part, I was okay with the Wonder Woman part because she wasn't a major character. Mm-hmm. She was more of a constant background character and then came in at the very end, which uh, we'll talk about later because I have some thoughts of how they, you know, that whole last sequence and how. Sure. Um, 
I think it probably shouldn't have even happened. So if they didn't have that last segment, then Wonder Woman's kind of introduction would have been good, and then she could have had her own movie after that, kind For of sure. ex- yeah, explaining yeah. who she is. And mm-hmm. so um, they just missed one movie. All they needed was one extra movie, in my opinion, before this, and it would have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't. They just went ahead and jumped it. So, and I think part of it. I think part of the reason that they did that was probably. I mean. Because this isn't, I mean, the DC movies aren't in a box, you know, they are, it isn't in competition with Marvel, so to speak. And that was the year they were coming out with Civil War. Now, that Marvel was. Uh, Now, you could argue, because Batman v Superman was supposed to come out in like 2014 or 15. It got pushed back a lot. And so, I don't know if it was because of that or what, but I think, I think a lot, it was a lot of big wigs saying... We got to have yeah. a, a crossover event yeah. right now, kind of yeah. thing, because you know Marvel has got to speed by four or six I or think, eight years or whatever. And I think they, I think this started right after the original Avengers came out. Is when they probably started mm-hmm. this whole process. Yeah. And so they just saw the money that Avengers made because Avengers was the, the biggest movie since I think Star Wars at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, I mean, I guess Avatar. I think. Oh like, yeah. For some reason, the biggest cultural event (laughs) ever, which we all look back as a sore in our history. But nonetheless, they saw the Avengers and how much it made and how much people loved it. And were like, okay, we need to make a crossover against uh, not like I guess I'm glad they didn't just start with Justice League. They at least did Batman versus Superman (laughs) instead of jumping straight to Justice League. Right. But they were like, we need something like that. We need our big stars, our big you know, we need Batman and Wonder Woman and, and, you know, we need these big guys, these big names in the movie together because that sells. It's sold Avengers. It'll right. sell this. Right. Um, which, I mean, I guess it's true. People went and saw it, but it just wasn't ready. They didn't take the, the steps needed to to really to really pull it all together. Yeah, yeah. So that was the only thing. I, that was the big thing I was worried about before mm-hmm. the movie came out. Yeah. Honestly, I was just I was super psyched yeah. the whole time. Yeah, and that, I mean, it's just the, the fan trailers boy were me. really good too. Yeah. The yeah. trailers were really really good. So I mean, I was excited too, but I was definitely I was maybe more reserved because sure. I was just a, a little bit upset that I didn't get to see a Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. even though I love the, I think I was still had that in the mind that I loved um, Bale's yeah. Batman trilogy. Yeah, and I was like, well, now they're tapping into the same thing, and mm-hmm. so is it gonna garnish batman is it going to make him worse but i was like well they've had how many batman movies right and <laughs> the nolan films trilogy is still great so it, yeah. you know if they do something else and it's not as good it doesn't make those movies worse and if exactly. they do something greater then that just means we get better movies right so, yeah. i like that i like that thought process that's yeah a good, that's a good way to look at it yeah um and so i guess going and jumping into the movie yeah uh we've kind of talked about what we thought before we made it into the movie theater <laughs> Um, but the first time I watched this movie, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more than I, ex- uh, a lot more than I thought. Cause I think I had those kind of re- reservations yeah, yeah. before. And so it kind of exceeded some of the expectations I had walking into it. I definitely had friends who were completely against it. Yeah. Uh, and I get why, um, we'll talk about later about some of the, the plot points that are a little, in my opinion, that can definitely turn people away from it. Mm -hmm. Because I think there were, I don't know about plot holes, Mm -hmm. but 
just scenes in the movie that just weren't fleshed out or made the movie just feel a little weird. Yeah, um, sure. But generally, I, I liked it. I loved um, Ben Affleck as Batman. I felt like it was a great casting um, by Warner Brothers. Uh, and so was Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot? Yeah, yeah, for Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, her name's a little hard to pronounce. Right. And I'm terrible with pronouncing names <laughs> as you... As you've already heard right, me try right. to ex- <laughs> say multiple names on here and butcher all of them. Um, yeah, I thought she was great for Wonder Woman. And they, obviously in this movie, introduced their uh, Aquaman, which was... Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Momoa? Yeah, Jason Momoa, which was a great, uh, I think another great casting. And The Flash, I think he was a good casting call. Mm-hmm. And then Cyborg is just, I think, terribly done in general. So... I don't think that's the casting part. I think that was yeah. just the execution. For sure. So I won't hold that against the actor. Yeah. But their casting was, I think, really well done. And well, even when it goes before Lex that. Lex Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg. That one was terrible. But I don't think that's because of Jesse Eisenberg unless he had creative control over that character. Sure. But that, you know, we can get into that one and we get into yeah, yeah. The, the story of it. But, it, I mean, even before this movie, the man, Henry... Henry Cavill. Uh, yeah, for yeah. Superman, I think is a great casting yeah. for Superman as He's well. He's very much like, he, he has the looks, look of like America's homeboy kind like, of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he plays him perfectly. I think I so mean, too. in Man of Steel and in this movie, just perfectly. The emotion of wanting to do the right thing and it always ends up being the wrong like mm-hmm. not the wrong thing the but internal he, conflict yeah, yeah he he does that great so um just i feel like the cast was really 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 good yeah, and yeah. um i'm trying to stay away from spoilers cuz there's some stuff that i took notes on <laughs> oh jeremy irons that are uh, all alfred i think it's great i was a little that one i wasn't as big of a fan of mm-hmm. i think he's fine but sure. i feel like he fits more of and maybe this is just because i i love the nolan trilogy so yeah, much yeah. the the morgan freeman character oh okay then you think he alfred, would have been a better uh like fox. tech yeah, yeah. then then uh alfred lucius fox that's his name mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe it was just the he was always doing the tech stuff and and that and you always see alfred as being a really like frail older guy mm-hmm. and he didn't seem that way sure um and maybe that's just like i said because i loved the the nolan films and i feel like that casting for alfred was was so well done and he was a perfect alfred yeah um but yeah that was one that i was not as big of a fan of but i mean to me that's a minor thing it's not the end of the world sure. so cool um but yeah i think they did great casting uh, and i think everybody I mean, everybody's speech and like the dialogue they deliver. I think there are some. The only guy I really have a problem with, and some of the things he says is uh, the guy. I don't. Uh, his name's Wallace in the movie. He's he's the guy that gets his legs oh, busted in the first yeah. ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. His whole character arc is a little weird. Yeah, it is, and his dialogue always just feels really right. And I think it's right from the get go. Cause he, cause, uh, Wayne comes over 
And he go he says, Wallace, what do they call you, Wally? And he just looks at him and goes, you're the boss, boss. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And maybe he's in shock or something. I don't know. But his his is the only one I really feel like didn't land. But everybody else in this movie, I yeah. think, is great. I would uh, differ with just Jesse Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but like I said, I don't think that's him. I mm-hmm. think that was the writer's fault. Unless I didn't read, unless I'm misreading, and and he had the creative control over Lex Luthor's character. But I highly doubt that. Mm-hmm. I feel like they had to have wrote, you know, what he should do. And I mean, all actors have a little bit of leniency of of their um, speeches and and their dialogue. But I felt like everything from him was pretty rough. Um, so that was. We're talking generally about the movie. Uh, I think one thing that I uh, really hated about the movie, uh, I guess hated is strong for this part, but I did really hate <laughs> Doomsday. Okay. Um, but I disliked uh, Lex Luthor. I didn't feel like his character you, uh, was very good. You didn't like Doomsday more than you did. I like hated Doomsday. Doomsday. Okay. But I disliked. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg okay. as Lex Luthor. We got we have a scale now. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so both main enemies mm-hmm. were, I think, bad. And I, I we'll dig into a little bit more. We can sure, spoilers sure. Uh, about some of the scenes that just really turned me off about both of those guys. But yeah, yeah. Just generally, I mean, those are two major characters in this movie, and I f- feel like they fumbled both of them yeah. um, pretty bad. And so to fumble your uh, the first hour and a half to two hours, basically. Uh, the I think film... we should mention real quick, we're talking about the ultimate cut, not yeah. the theatrical release. Yeah, which, I mean, if we're being honest here, I didn't see too much of a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also haven't seen the theatrical cut since I watched it in theaters. Uh, I got you. I've watched the ultimate cut there's, since it came out. There's so. a lot of plot holes that are yes. in the theatrical cut mm-hmm. uh, that get filled in through the ultimate. Yeah, yeah. I know that. But I like, you couldn't like say where they're at because I've only watched the ultimate cut since you can't since uh, I watched it theatrically in the theater. So um, when I think of the movie, I'm always thinking of the ultimate cut. So yeah, yeah that yeah. is a good thing to think about. If you haven't seen the ultimate cut um, and you're still listening to this before we get into spoilers or whatever, um, if you like the movie at all, I think yeah. it's a um, it's a good idea to watch the ultimate cut because it does fill in some of the gaps mm-hmm. that you may have thought. Like that doesn't really make sense, or that doesn't fit the story, or whatever. Sure, sure. It does fill a lot of that in. And like, so yeah. Just to give a quick example, in the beginning, Africa scene, the whole the whole movie like kicks off with Superman flew into this compound, laser beamed a bunch of dudes, and then flew off because they were they were quote unquote bad guys. But then you find out in the ultimate cut, if that's the one you watch, that that was planned, and somebody else killed all those people and burned their bodies and made it look like Superman was the one responsible. That wasn't in the theatrical. Mm -mm. I had absolutely like, I always thought that was up just part of the normal movie. Yeah. So it does, it does, it does a lot Mm -hmm. then. I mean, just, just, it's crazy how an extra 45 seconds can, uh, can make a difference. Right. Because it wasn't that long. I mean, it was just a couple seconds. Um, well, yeah, I I was talking about something exactly, but something. we talked about <laughs> <laughs> decided to add the ultimate, uh, which is a good point. We 
Yeah. We are reviewing the ultimate cut because it does make it does make a big difference. Mm. Um, well, yeah. Until you think of it, sure. <laughs> um, I think I think the cinematography in this, just the the massive expanse of landscapes and uh, buildings and places you're at, uh, the combination of like lighting and things like that, just depending on where you're at in in Gotham or Metropolis. Sure, I yeah, think it's great. Yeah, because they always depict Gotham as this dark, mm-hmm. evil place, and then they go to Metropolis and there's a lot more. Right. I mean. The people are prettier. There's more light. <laughs> right, there's right. Uh, less crime. Uh, Morpheus which, is in Metropolis. Yes, yes. <laughs> Morpheus is in Metropolis. Yeah, that that is a good point. I mean, I think that's Zack Snyder. You can have your hates on Zack Snyder, but he does depict um, darkness well, mm-hmm. and he does that well in Gotham. Yeah. And so when you see the lack of darkness when you go to Metropolis, you still see bad people, mm-hmm. but. Um, you can see the visual difference um, crossing the bay, right? And so, yeah, that is a, that is a good point to mm-hmm. to, to say because um, that's all the director and him making you see the difference. Um, so, what I was talking about was the first two hours of this movie. Um, so, before we cut to the um, explain that we were doing the ultimate cut, which makes a difference. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I was talking about how the first two hours in the movie. Uh, the main hero and villain are simultaneously a hero and a villain in Superman and Batman. Mm-hmm. They are both a hero and a villain. Mm-hmm. Both of them are doing good and bad things. You're siding with Batman, then you're siding with Superman, then you're siding with Batman. And so uh, the fact that Lex Luthor is a bad, I think Lex Luthor is a bad um, villain, and so is Doomsday, for the first while, it doesn't really matter because it's depicting um, you're, you're having the struggle between is Batman good or is, is he bad? Is Superman good or is he bad? Mm-hmm. And the ultimate does a good job showing um, what Superman could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is what makes him bad is not because he is currently bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess when spoilers come, it, you know, they try to make him look bad. Sure. But Bruce sees that anybody can be bad. Yeah. And if he is bad, what, there's nothing we can He's do. He's got to go down, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, and there's nothing, if, if we don't take him down now, there's nothing we can do if he ever turns bad. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense for Batman's character. Yeah. And for the fact that he lives in Gotham, which they do a good job of saying, this is why he's doing this, is because he lives in Gotham. Gotham yeah. people usually turn bad. Yeah. Even when they're good. Yeah, so... Yeah. Even though Superman's good now, he may not be good two years from now, and we're all doomed. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's why I meant by, um, for the first two hours, it feels like the enemy and the hero are both um, Superman and Batman. Yeah, Yeah. are both Superman and Batman. So, and Lex Luthor is kind of in the background. And then Doomsday, you don't even see for the last 30 minutes. Right. Um, Which which, I hope you enjoyed that part, by the way. The last 30 minutes? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely... Oh, I was just, I was making a joke. Yeah, text he texted me <laughs> yeah, with about 30 minutes left and said, well, I hope you enjoy it. Um, it. It's not that the last 30 minutes is necessarily bad. I just don't think it should have been in the movie. Right. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun to watch action. I mean, mm-hmm. Zack Snyder always does a good job with action scenes. Yeah. So it's fun to watch, but is it good for the movie? Right. And so that's why I just don't necessarily like that it's, sure. that it's in the movie. Another thing, yeah. kind of broad broad strokes, I guess, is I think the soundtrack in this movie is pretty good. Um, 
Junkie XL and Hans yeah. Zimmer. Um, Zimmer. <laughs> Zimmer. I think both do a good job. Yeah. That was your doorbell, yeah. wasn't it? We'll have to go check that real quick. <laughs> okay. I don't know who it is, but. All right, so we're back. We're back. Uh, <laughs> a small little issue, I guess, uh, something with our water. Uh, might be a water break outside of our house, but we got it taken care of so we can start talking about movies again. That's right. Uh, nothing too serious. The gutter so. is flooding as we speak, but that's Yeah, just, point. you know, sewage water and poop just raining down it's on, on down our... But it's it's on our neighbor's side, so it's that's it's right. not... Yeah, it's, it's rain on their side, so it's not that big of a deal. So <laughs> don't drive by our house because you'll get... Poop um, on you. Yeah. No, no, it's probably... It just looks like... Uh, like not faucet water, but like... Um, like tap water. No, outside. What do you have? The toilet water. No. You Garden have... hose. Yeah, water. a hose. Uh, yeah, hose water. Hose water. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, would you drink it? Should you drink it? Probably not. But it's not disgusting. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, it's it's not that big of a deal. Right. But um, yeah, so they're gonna come on and fix that tomorrow. There's no poop in case. People no, are there wondering. is <laughs> there's no poop spraying on our neighbors' yards. They would be a little mad if we uh, we just left that. But, That's right. Um, so yeah, we're back. Uh, Trevor was just talking about the soundtrack, and um, I agree, it does have a lot of good parts. Like mm-hmm. some soundtrack spots are really good, but mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes they almost overdo the soundtrack. I think that is just it's, it's definitely I, Zack Snyder. Well, I, I was gonna say Hans Zimmer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's okay. it. Well, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, is another one that he's that kind of I don't know if that put him on the map, but I know people know that he did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and it a very distinct soundtrack yeah, too. Yeah, um, yeah, not really knowing like where to tone it down necessarily. And the thing about Hans Zimmer that I think people don't know because a lot of people compare him with John Williams is that Hans Zimmer uses electronic instruments. Okay, so he like uses MIDI and like a computer to make his sounds. Where John Williams will write music and have an orchestra yeah. like record it. Yeah, you shouldn't compare anybody to John Williams. That's I mean, he's honest. on a whole other level. Yeah, I mean, I think that's unfair to any. <laughs> it's it's unfair to the person that's doing the music because John Williams is the greatest. That's right. I think the greatest um, composer is the is the word you. I would say words? movie composer. Movie composer. Yeah, but yeah, composer for movies. Yeah, I'm yeah. Say so the greatest movie composer and. For sure, movie history. Definitely. So to compare someone's like, well, he's kind of like, but worse. Well, <laughs> every uh, every movie composer worse is, than yeah. So, yeah. It's not uh, a bad thing. It's just reality. Yeah, too, but. yeah. And so that that's my only harp, I guess, on it. There were just sure. times where like it just like decided to throw the music down your throat, and it's right. like it didn't need to. Yeah, like a little bit in the background would have been. Okay, like that sure. would have been good, but sure. they decided to be like, this is the focus. And during some of the fight scenes, I think it's where it excels with the music. Yeah, yeah. And then like there will be um, parts where they throw that same intensity of music in small, like not as big scenes, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't quite, I think it doesn't quite fit, but it, some people obviously think differently. For um, sure. And I definitely don't think he's a bad composer or anything right composer i don't think so either yeah no, he is he is yeah he's good at what he, he definitely does. fits this movie too yeah and so i i'm picking a small part of uh overall i think right good. but i, I couldn't do, i can't just say well yeah it's great right like, i definitely right. do have a problem but it's it's very small and i definitely fits this movie as For a sure. whole so it i think the and watch i'll talk i'll elaborate more on this in spoilers but there's a but the stuff he does 
with the soundtrack and in reference to when uh, Lex Luthor is on screen. I think there's something he's doing there. I want to talk a little bit about when we get into it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we can technically get into it. Do you right have, now? yeah. Do you have anything? Let me you check say, and see if I have anything um, else to say. You know, spoiler free. Um, cause we've been going for a little bit. So we, I mean, I don't mind just going ahead and jumping to for sure. some oh, spoiler stuff. Somebody I wanted to mention, we were talking about supporting actors earlier. Sure. Holly Hunter is really good in this. She's the Senator. Oh, oh Senator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from Kentucky, I don't remember where. I think it's Senator Finch is what her name's name yeah, is. Yeah, the Kentucky Senator. Yeah, yeah I, I think she's she's very good also and deserves yeah. some credit. Anyway, okay, yeah. that's all I have. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Um, so I guess would you um rec? I think I know the answer to this, but would you recommend this movie? I guess the skill that we used to do. Would you consider? Do you think somebody should? Buy the movie on like Blu-ray or 4K, or should they wait for it to come on streaming services? I'm gonna be real or, with you. Eastman. Yeah, I'm thinking about this answer all day. Okay, and I think I have it. Okay, go for it. Okay, my recommendation is that, uh, well, one, I think you should go into this movie not expecting The Dark Knight, uh, Christopher Nolan's trilogy. I mean, you should do that for any movie. Right, you walk into the theater. I also think if you are a comic book reader or you are or you just read Batman in general, you need to read uh, The Dark Knight Returns before you go see this. Okay. And then Did you watch the animated? You can watch the animated version. Okay. Yeah, cuz yeah, it's out... it's a verbatim. Okay. Cuz they came other. out I know that DC has a pretty good animated yeah, um, yeah. movie series and Dark Knight Rises they have one and two, so right. like, if you don't like reading, I, mean, <laughs> I was wondering if that was a good yeah, yeah. The, you, could and do. you can actually buy the. I think Walmart does a, a combo where you can get a hardback version of the comic book. I'm trying to think of who writes. Oh, Frank Miller writes it. Who also okay. wrote, um, which is funny. Frank Miller also did Watchmen, and Zack okay. Snyder did this, which is very influenced by Dark Knight Returns. Did that and Watchmen, <laughs> so yeah. I think that's kind of funny. Well, Watchmen is, I think, how he got the DC universe. Yeah, I think. so, I feel too. like if he didn't write, if he didn't direct the Watchmen, he would not have got this right. because the Watchmen is definitely down the the theme, the mat, like a darker themed mm-hmm. uh, superhero movie. Right. And so I think that's why DC was like, "That's our guy." Right. Anyways, but that's kind of. But tangent. I think I think if you read that, you would appreciate this movie more because okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of references to that book and this Batman, Zack Snyder's as far as I remember, has gone on record and been like, this is super influenced by Dark Knight Returns. Okay. And it's also a great comic book, so if you're into that, you should read it. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. And I want to get more into comics, but just still haven't. So so that's your recommendation to... Shame on you. I know. <laughs> that's your recommendation to... Yes, I think you should... Yes, I think overall, you should see it. Open mind. If you read comic books, read Dark Knight Returns. And watch the ultimate cut. I would say don't even worry about the theatrical release. Just watch the ultimate cut. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm around this similar, um, you know, idea. I guess I didn't know about the, the book and what it, the comic part of it. But uh, similar as in if you're going to watch it, go ahead and just do the ultimate cut. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you watch the theatrical, you're going to have problems with the movie that you may not have had if you just went ahead and watched the ultimate cut. Right. So um, some of the problems, a lot of the problems that people had with with this movie could just be cut out 
if right. you just watch the ultimate cut. Exactly. Um, so if you're going to do it, I, I suggest buying that uh, digitally. Um, I, I assume maybe HBO Max might put this on because they're, they're going to so. hold. They're going to have Justice League. Yeah, and they're going to do the, the ultimate or director's cut the there, I would assume. Mythological Snyder cut. Yeah, well, Justice no, it's, it's a thing. It's not mythological. <laughs> it's it's real. Um, I mean, it's like confirmed real now. They're spending $30 million to get it. <laughs> That's get so it put together. Funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I would say, uh, obviously, I think you have to like um, superhero style movies, and mm-hmm. you would have to like a darker themed um, movie uh, to, to enjoy this. So if if that's your alley or maybe semi interested, I would say it's at least a it's a good watch, and it's got really good action scenes uh, in it. Uh, the I mean the main focus is Batman versus Superman and that fight I think lives up to the name. I very much I know that there's a big flaw that people point out in that yeah. fight. But yeah, I, we'll get to that. Yeah. But I was just saying that um, it is, if it that's is your great. thing, you yeah. know, if you like action scenes and it definitely has some some good spots, uh, or if you like uh, workout montages, there's a good <laughs> one in there. Um, sorry, I had to add that little part in there because people, There's people a, love that scene. So. Yeah, yeah, love it as in it they make fun of it all the time. Right. But nonetheless, I definitely recommend it. Is what I'm trying to say at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's something you really need to own to be honest. No, uh, I because I think if you watch it once to be on, I, I think you really get it. And yeah, as long as you're watching the ultimate. If you're watching the theatrical, then watch the un, the watch the ultimate. Yeah, the yeah. ultimate cut. But if if you're you haven't seen it yet and you just are like, oh, maybe I should give it a chance. Go ahead and give it a chance. Just watch the ultimate cut. Um, if you can watch Man of Steel, I would suggest it. Yeah. Uh, but if you can't, it's honestly not needed right. just for the fact of you know who Superman is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be honest. Everyone in America or in the world knows who Superman <laughs> is. And uh, Batman doesn't get an introduction before this movie. So... Uh, it's okay if you oh, get don't. to see his parents get killed for the 18th Batman time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's another problem. A lot of people have with this movie. Um, so I would suggest watching man of steel just so you can kind of get uh, a little bit more on Henry Cavill's Superman. Yeah. Modern. And I think the and, beginning and holds more weight. Yeah. If you and watch some man of the, and first. some of the middle, uh, middle parts with his dad right, yeah, mean, yeah. mean a little bit more, but you can't do it without it. So I would right, suggest right. it. Uh, to watch Man of Steel first if you haven't. And if you've seen Man of Steel and you haven't seen this, just just go ahead and watch it. I mean, <laughs> right. you might as well And I think point. there's even, like, if you're looking for a, a deal, I'm I think sure. there's DVD combos now. There are Man of Steel yeah. and DVDs. And I'm a thousand percent sure they have digital deals that have Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Justice League. Okay. Uh, you can probably cut the Justice League out of it, in my opinion. But... <laughs> These two, those two movies are at least worth b- watching at the Absolutely. at the very least. So, uh, yeah, that's my that's my rec- very long <laughs> recommendation. So we'll go ahead and get into spoilers. So uh, just hold on, just for a second, uh, listen to the short ad, and then we will get into spoilers. That's right. Okay, we're back. You were gone for about 30 <laughs> seconds, but we are back. Uh, for us, it was two seconds, and that's why Trevor's laughing. But for you... I'm laughing because you, like, dead-eyed me as soon as you, <laughs> you click the thing and, like, pop back up. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, yep, no... No, no uh, messing around here. Nope, nope, we're getting right into it. Um, 
So yeah, we're we're gonna go ahead and start talking spoilers. So uh, if you haven't watched it, um, either go watch it or um, I guess don't listen to the rest of the podcast. But I suggest, and we both suggest, as you've heard about a minute ago, uh, just to go go ahead and go watch it. So um, do it. Yep, all the spoilers are happening now. So I'll let you start. Uh, just oh. you were talking about uh, we started the the spoiler. You know, we transitioned to the spoilers because you were talking about. Um, I think you were talking about some of the music or, or something. Lex Luthor's theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so you can go ahead and get right into it. I really enjoy. So Lex Luthor, in my opinion, I think it's different. And I actually, when I watch this movie, this is diverting a little bit, but I have a head cannon that, cause he says, I think if I remember correctly, he says he's Lex Luthor Jr., or he implies that his dad is also named Lex Luthor. And so I like to think that Brian Cranston, bald Brian Cranston, is the real Lex Luthor and is his dad. And this is like the knockoff, like crazy version of him, if that makes sense. Like I said, that's my own headcanon. It, yeah. It's not, you know, that's not supported by anything. Yeah. But the problem with that, if it's true, that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it would make more sense for the movie because mm-hmm. Lex Luthor in this movie does not feel like Lex Luthor. But if that's what they decided to do, I feel like that was a terrible missed opportunity sure, from sure. DC to not take one of the most iconic DC character villains mm-hmm. and Lex Luthor and instead make a son that I don't think is ever talked about in the dc universe and just make right, a crazy right. version of lex luther's son yeah so it doesn't like they decide not to use one of the most iconic characters and instead decided to use his name and maybe slightly imply that it's not actually lex luther but right. his son. and yeah, so yeah. um that would make more sense and would be better than what we got sure but it would still be dumb yeah. so they made a bad decision nonetheless <laughs> um but um Okay, so the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack he for kind, him. And when I watch this, I kind of see it as his descent into, like, craziness. And so the first time you see him in, like, his, all his, like, Lex Lutheriness of, like, this is my plan and I'm enacting. Yeah. It's this big, ba-dum, violin, ba-dum, violin kind of thing. And it's very, like, classical, intimidating kind of sound. And I okay. think they you uh because the piano is super low on it, and so I don't know if they're using some kind of like electronic, super low bass piano, but whatever. Very cool. I like it a lot. But by the end of it, every time he's on screen, there's some kind of violin or string something happening okay. until the very end when he is talking to Batman in the jail cell, and it's just this violin doing this crazy, weird, repeated passage thing. Yeah. But I see that as like from a soundtrack perspective of like, we're descending into this like madness realm with him because it's very much like cohesive and yeah. very like and rigid in the beginning. And yeah. then by the end of it, it's this crazy kind of bam, bam, bam kind of thing. Yeah. And he like sings along with it almost. Yeah. So you're talking about when he goes ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That's the sound a mother box makes. Wait, mother box from justice league. The mother box. Things. Oh, oh, that's yeah. the sound they make. I have not seen, Justice League since I saw it in theaters. Right. Well, and I don't know if they used that. I don't know if they used that in the movie Justice League, another missed opportunity. But in the comic books. So you're telling me that they foreshadow it. Uh Uh-huh. And 
Batman vs Superman, and then they don't, don't even act. use. Yeah. Well, okay. To be <laughs> in their defense, Zack Snyder did not direct Justice League. Right. Yeah. He stepped out very early in the process, mm-hmm. and Warner Brothers basically directed Justice League. Right. So I guess. Zack Snyder could have been setting something up and then it didn't get added because right. he wasn't overseeing it. So <laughs> if that's the case, that's ridiculous. <laughs> right, that they right. set something up for it and they didn't even use it and just right, shows how right. studios have no idea what's going on when it comes to films. Exactly. Um, but I guess we'll see when the Snyder Cut comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. we'll know for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I figured it was just kind of a... It kind of looked like he was going slightly behind the the beat of of the, uh, yeah. the score yeah. but i mean i don't know you know well and i just you're a little bit more you know the comics of it which is why this you know you being on dc movies is great because sure. you you can kind of give us some intel um because a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people are probably more like me where they haven't read some of it and they just kind of they love movies right and they go and watch them and then they're not going to catch these and then you talk about them on a podcast Mm -hmm. and you want (laughs) to know what's going on and trevor can tell you what's going on (laughs) because some of us just don't catch it so yeah you can you can kind of carry on here sure well actually so that's the biggest soundtrack thing that i really enjoy in this but i actually wanted to ask you a question mr moore sure um opening sequence the the metropolis is being destroyed Mm -hmm. and seeing it from because you've seen man of steel Uh uh-huh so what do you think about that parallel of seeing it from Bruce Wayne's perspective? Um, so this is actually the first note I put um, on the movie was uh, I watched this movie uh, last night and today uh, and just finished it. And uh, I haven't seen it in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it was fairly fresh for sure. me. Uh, and this movie does a, a surprisingly good job of relaying emotion and making like hitting your emotional strings. Mm -hmm. And so there were multiple times where I was almost starting to tear up because it was doing a good job of showing, um, the emotion of the characters and just the weight of the situation. And the first scene was one of those scenes because, uh, I remember watching, uh, obviously Marvel is, is, honestly a lot bigger of a movie and they do this same thing where uh, I think it was Avengers 2 where they're like in Civil War where they're talking about how okay these people are of course saving the world but they're hurting people in the process yeah yeah and I I think Batman versus Superman in certain sequences or certain parts of the movie does a better job of showing that I gotcha that Yes, Superman saved the world and destroying um, what's his name, General Zod. General Zod, but he also killed hundreds, mm-hmm. uh, thousands, I think. Thousands. Well. Yeah. yeah, and destroyed the city, and mm-hmm. shows the impact that that had in a personal level. Yeah, whether it was the man who lost his leg, and Seeing, it like, showed the kids walking, and they're all the kids hands. walking, and then how he saved the. Uh, that girl and the girl he was like where's your mom and yeah very this might be i i mean this might be a little out now but out there but very like almost 9 11 uh, no it was yeah. it was they were 100 percent trying to elicit that emotion sure, and they sure. did it mm-hmm. because any american who's ever lived through that mm-hmm. is thinking of that when they see buildings crashing and the right. smoke and, and is it that good of them? Probably not. Trying to elicit <laughs> right, emotions right. from nine eleven, 
but it it does the point of, yeah yeah um it may it makes it more real uh, to you as a person because that was one of the most tragic parts of the majority of anybody born before 19 or probably before born before 1995 I, yeah i don't know something like that. i was pretty young when i but it was still traumatizing and i was pretty i was six i think when it happened five or six right. so um yeah it, it did it definitely did yeah try to make it feel like it and and I assume they did that on purpose. Maybe they didn't, and it's just the the reality just that we our, live in. That yeah, anytime you see it, yeah. you see that, that's what you you think of. Sure. Um, but yeah, and that it, it that was a very emotional scene. I think Absolutely. they did a great job of of uh, showing that even though Superman is this person who's always trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. he obviously does bad uh, indirectly. Yeah, he's not yeah. meaning to. He's trying to save people all the time, and throughout right. the movie, it, it it expands on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in that scene, it just it starts off really strong, and it shows why uh, Ben Affleck or Batman has that just underlying hatred, not because it destroyed right. his building, because he can build that building. Yeah, he has enough money. He has enough money to buy that building, but he had people in there that he cared for and he loved, and those people died. And then he he was going to go try to save them, which I thought was weird because you driving into that city, like you can call him and tell him to get out of there. Right, driving your car into there is not going to help them get out. Yeah, really. So I thought that was kind of weird, but it was just trying to show how much he cared, and it did that. So I I understood why they did it, but it definitely was a, a little weird. But I still, I tell you what, man. I, I think one of the greatest scenes in that entire movie is, and I, I still get goosebumps every time I watch it. Is uh, when he's running into the debris after the building crashes, and uh-huh. everybody's running the opposite direction. Yeah, I still, I think that, I mean, that's just very impactful, and I yeah. think it's probably, and it shows, and it speaks a lot to who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah, and yeah. and I think that is ultimately why they made him. They had that whole entire scene, which is great for sure. Um, and that's what elicits that emotion for me was um, Batman willing to sacrifice himself for for the like, not just his employees but the people of uh, they were in Gotham right they were Metropolis they were in Metropolis uh-huh. his it was his in Metropolis? yeah it was like a Metropolis branch okay. of his company I guess I kind of yeah. saw it different but that that just honestly that makes the scene a little bit better because he cares more for Gotham because he's born and that's where he's, he's a from. Yeah. Yeah. And he was still willing to go in and yeah, I guess he took a plane over. That totally makes sense. He took a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. He took a helicopter over and had a had a car waiting for him. So yeah, mm-hmm. he was definitely in Metropolis, but Right. Um and saying Superman was there. So that's a little bit my bad for not connecting those two dots right, or right. like five dots that were all telling me it was in Metropolis, but mm-hmm. I just saw the Wayne building was like that's gotta that's be Gotham, it. right? That's yeah. gotta be in Gotham, <laughs> yeah. of course. It just ran through Gotham and then into Mo- no. That's but, right. <laughs> um, yeah, that opening sequence was good just to set up uh, because I think if you don't have that, you don't understand why. Like you'll kind of get it later on, but that just sets the stage of why Bruce is so against Superman from the beginning. Right. Um, the, you definitely see it later on when he has the dreams and Flash comes in and mm-hmm. uh, a couple different things. You can understand why uh, Bruce isn't on the Superman train. Mm-hmm. But this is a good way of setting it just right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and uh, showing that old, the old debate of, you know, 
these superpowers that come in and save people, but still kill people at the same time. Yeah. You know what is you know Absolutely. that that moral debate, um, which in my opinion shouldn't be much of a debate because saving millions is better than letting them all die. Sure, you know, uh, I that was one of my big problems with Civil War. Oh yeah, yeah, was. I thought Iron Man was ridiculous and that whole council was ridiculous because <laughs> yeah, sure. Your, your city got cr- and that's terrible. Those, yeah. those people shouldn't have died and that that's a terrible tra- tragedy, but those people would have died if they didn't do anything. Yeah. And everyone else would have died too. So like they still did help. Uh, anyways, sure. that's, that's a, but that I think this, this movie did do a lot better job of kind of portraying yeah. that that moral debate and then civil war did because i didn't mind it as much this time yeah yeah because it felt more realistic Mm -hmm. than um the civil war debate was uh especially with the the scene that we were talking about earlier of them out in the desert and stuff because he went out there just to save lois lois yeah i was about to say amy adams is that is that yeah yeah. okay Mm -hmm. that's why i was about to say that which i think uh I think Amy Adams is a great Lois Lane. No, she is. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, um, but yeah, th- that that scene makes more sense of why they'd have the debate because it's like, oh, so you saved one reporter but killed how many people? Yeah, in yeah. the process. That debate and makes then sense. Later, but when when the the ladies in court, um, I don't remember uh, her name. Uh, yeah, she lied to make it seem worse. Yeah, than but she said. But during the lie, she says she says, "Why does he get to choose who lives and who dies?" Yes. Yeah. Um, because I think they kill everybody in that compound. And I think there's people that were just because the cavalry guy says there's friendlies in the blast zone. Well, that he stopped the the missile from hitting the compound. Right. Uh, I'm the, saying, I think, so the, uh, real quick, the guy that has the tattoo on his neck, the Russian yeah, guy, that's yeah. KG Beast. Yeah. Um, just, I they never call him that. I don't know who, who that is. is, but I just I, knew that he was a obviously a big Russian. Right, right. Um, contractor. He kills everybody in that compound. Yeah, and there are friendlies and enemy and rebels or whatever. I'm pretty sure the only friendly they were talking about was Lewis. You think? Yes. Oh, okay. And but I think they went out and hurt people in the city too. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Uh, it's my assumption. But but then later on, you realize that she was lying. Right. And so maybe they didn't, and they just went out to the city and paid these people and said, if you say that Superman did all this stuff, we right. can we can trample, you know. For sure, can, for sure. We can create destruction, and then you can say all this bad stuff happened, and, you know, your family will be set for life. Right. Because yeah, yeah. Lex Luthor has the – he's a rich, exactly. one of the richest <laughs> men in the world, so he can just give you money, and you'll say whatever you need to say. That's right. And she had a moral debate later on it, so mm-hmm. – um, that was my pickup was the only person that she, that those guys were worried about was Lewis because, um, Lois. that was Lois. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Lois was, um, I mean, an American and, yeah. uh, right. Those are good American soldiers who don't want to kill <laughs> for sure. Kill an American just, to, just to wipe out a few, mm-hmm. uh, a few terrorists. So, yeah, yeah. um, when they could have gone in and, yeah, just done that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, that's what I picked up off of that, and I, I, I think that they, one thing that this movie did do a great job of is showing that that moral debate. Yeah, throughout the whole movie, it was about two hours long of that was the debate. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and Superman, I think Henry Cavill does a very good job of yeah, even just like wearing his emotions on his face yeah, of how that, conflicted he I is. I kind of said that in the general thoughts. There were yeah, multiple yeah. times throughout the movie that he elicit like he was just did such a good job of showing the emotion of I feel like I'm always doing the right thing. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And everyone is speaking against me. And that's that's reality. Yeah. You could be doing the right thing and people are going to misconstrue what you're doing. Uh, and especially somebody in his position that's yeah. almost a god. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when he goes to the courthouse. I mean, you know, that scene was, yeah. was hard to watch, especially knowing what's going to happen. And um them blaming him for it and like he didn't have to go and you know he decided like he's always trying to do the right thing and when he does the right thing he gets yeah 45 people killed in a bombing or right whatever so and i know a lot of the problems that people or one of the problems people have with the Zack snyder verse (laughs) dc verse whatever you want to call it (laughs) yeah it's Zack Snyder. yeah he uh one of the problems that people have is they were like, well, why is Superman always so like mopey? He's like, why isn't he so, why isn't he like this source of joy and like happiness and whatever? Cause he's Superman. He's gotta yeah. be happy all the time. Right. But like, if you were in that position, yeah. and every time you tried to do the right thing and yeah. it just got thrown in your face. Yeah. And I, I love that it culminates right before he goes to fight Batman and he tells Lois and he says, uh, he says he either has to, he either has to convince uh, yeah, to Batman. convince him to join me, or he, or has, he to has to die. To die. Yeah. yeah, and then he starts to rise up and he, uh, or like fly up or whatever. He goes, "No one stays." It's true. No one stays good in this world. Yeah, and then he flies off. Yeah, but, yeah. We can definitely talk about that fight a little bit. And then he gets more to later, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I the only uh, I think problem I I didn't have that problem with Superman. Because I, I completely understood why mm-hmm. he feels that way. Because, like I said, multiple times he's always trying to do the right thing. For sure. uh, I think the only problem I had with Superman is he didn't feel invincible. Not, oh. not in the and the Batman fight totally makes sense because of the Kryptonite. Mm-hmm. But in the Doomsday fight, mm-hmm. um, he was getting thrown around, and somebody would like Doomsday would hit something over his head. Yeah. And he would fall with it. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That doesn't make sense with Superman's character. I because, never thought about that. Yeah, right. Like, because now if Doomsday's doing it. Doomsday is meant to kill... Um, what, uh, I'm forgetting the race. The Kryptonians. Yes, Kryptonians. So that makes sense, that he would be strong enough to punch you know, an equal fight, sure, just like yeah. General Zod was. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. But Which, fact, plot twist... Doomsday is I mean, General Zod. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I didn't have a problem with that. That mm-hmm. wasn't the problem I had. It was when he was being thrown, and like it felt like the impact was hurting him. The right. impact shouldn't have been the thing that hurt him. And uh, the scene where Doomsday picks up the the monument thing and smashes That's the scene him over I was the thinking head. About when you first mentioned it, yeah, yeah, and that scene made zero sense to me. That shouldn't have hurt him at all. And mm-hmm. they did a good job during the Batman and Superman when he fight that that fight mm-hmm. when he regained his cells or whatever, and he yeah. wasn't, yeah, uh, the Kryptonian thing wasn't splitting apart his cells. Mm-hmm. When Batman punched him in the face, he didn't move. Right, that's what Superman should be. Yeah, and so when metal. Break breaks over his head. The metal should break, not Superman. Yeah, he shouldn't bend to the metal, and that was one problem I had. Is they didn't show him. I, I didn't like that part. 
And that's one thing Cause I he, think. He felt human or like defeatable to normal right. circumstances. Yeah, sure. And that, yeah, that, that was the one thing I, I disliked yeah. about Superman. Well, and movie. kind of to back that up earlier during the Batmobile chase sequence, which I think is fantastic, by the way. I love oh, yeah, that car yeah. chase. Um, the Batmobile is like, plowing through brick walls uh-huh. and it yeah. gets stuck underneath that ship and shoots its way out of it and stuff. And then it, well, it shouldn't got stuck on the ship in the first place. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, but it was a cool scene. So yeah. we'll let it slide. It is for cinematic reasons. He, uh, he skids into that, into that lot and Superman's there and he like barely clips him and the yeah. button was wrecked. Yeah. It's done. And Superman just stood there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I said for most of the movie, it, they, they did a good job of showing him being invincible, being a soup like, being Superman, and then they just fumbled that last part. Yeah, and so maybe that's another reason why I just dislike the last thirty minutes. Not dislike the last thirty minutes, but it just shouldn't have been in the movie for sure. Um, so that that's the only thing I disliked about Superman throughout the movie. And when the bomb exploded inside that uh, inside the White House, yeah, no, not the White House or but the, the courthouse, yeah, yeah, the Capitol building thing. Um, he just stood there. Yeah. Well, and, what is he? What's he supposed to do in that moment? Like, well, I mean, like the explosion happened, he didn't move. The thing oh, is, oh yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay, sorry. The, like, <laughs> like impact, like the what humans can do to him does not impact him. Mm-hmm. And there was, I guess, there was one other part where um, the second time I watched, it, I was, I almost cringed. Uh, in the Batman vs Superman fight, first the um, sound waves hit him. Yes. Which makes sense uh-huh. because he has ultrasound hearing and that amount of sound could definitely like disorient. Impair him. Yeah. Whatever. Totally makes sense. Yeah. But then machine guns hit him. Yeah. Why is he covering his face? Why is he being moved by the, the guns? My thought he with that. shouldn't. In my opinion, Superman is strong enough where no bullet should be able like why, why are you covering your face? Well. A bullet's not going to impact you. It, like you said, he. He's obviously disorientated by the sound, which makes sense. I think it's more of a surprise factor than anything else. Because he's just walking toward him and then the guns come out of nowhere and shoot him. Because then he it takes a second and then he, he flies up and they're just pinging off him. And, yeah. And he destroys them. It just should have been that way from the beginning, in my opinion. Sure, sure. Like, it should have been like, uh, what are you doing? Right. Like, this isn't, like the sound thing, that was a cool little trick. I can mm-hmm. get over this in two seconds like you did. Yeah. The gun thing. All right. Well, that was stupid because you can choose as many 50 cows as you want. I mean, it's not going <laughs> to. It's, a sure, pool, sure. it's not going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. But he covers his face and it knocks him back. And so. Okay. Because like. And that's that's what I meant by. That was. The main thing was the do, doomsday thing where mm-hmm. the stone. Yeah. Memorial. And I guess literally you Literally crashed make, him to the ground. You but, can make the argument that maybe doomsday is using it with enough force that it's doing something. But when he gets knocked into things and it looks like the impact from him hitting a building is what's hurting him, mm-hmm. not the punch. Exactly. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So that, that, that was the only problem I had with Superman for sure. And, and it's not Henry, Henry Cavill's fault. I, I think he is. I think he's a perfect Superman. Yeah. Um, I've I, watched some of the other Superman movies. Obviously, Superman, Superman Returns, and Superman. Mm-hmm. Brandon, uh, there's a couple other ones, but I want to say like Routh or something like that. The guy that was Superman in the '90s, yeah, uh, I think he does a pretty good job. No, too. he's he's yeah. 
they've but done a pretty good job. Even I the Smallville think, Superman yeah. was still a good casting. Yeah. But I think Henry Cavill's the best. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I and going off of that, I think I think all the superheroes well, and by all of them I mean I just mean Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, and Gal Gadot. I think they're all like Yeah. That's who that is. Yeah. They're those characters. And it really it really makes me sad and almost irritated <laughs> that uh, that the studio that Warner Brothers has been has it's been, just been such a crapshoot. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. Been leaving, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, um, they they had the right cast, they had the right people at the right time, and mm-hmm. they just couldn't put the movies together correctly and right. at the right time. Uh, and that's why I, I'm a kind of I really wanted another. I wanted Ben Affleck to keep being Batman. Me too. If I'm being honest. Yeah. And I think uh, the new new Batman's going to be um, Robert Pattinson, which mm-hmm. I like Robert Pattinson. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to be as Batman, <laughs> but I do like him as an actor. So we'll see how that goes. And I know last time we talked about this, I said something along the lines of they can pull something where like they never actually say it's Bruce Wayne and that's good. Yeah. And he's like, I'm Dick Grayson or whatever. Yeah, I sure. just found out a couple of days ago that he has confirmed Bruce Batman Wayne. slash Bruce Wayne. Gotcha. But maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just reporter jargon. Maybe it's not real. I don't know, yeah. but, but it is what it is. What I was trying to go with that is um, they finally, I think they finally did something right with after the atrocious Suicide Squad and <laughs> Justice League. Uh-huh. They finally pulled out something really good with the Joker. I guess it's called Joker. At least okay. I think they did. Yeah. And they come running out with a new Batman and they could finally try to pull stuff together. Yeah. With they have a good Wonder Woman. They have uh-huh. a good Aquaman. Yeah. They have a good Shazam. They have a good Shazam. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he fits in with with the rest of them, to what be do you honest. Mean? Well, because that movie's a lot more lighthearted and yeah. his character is a lot more lighthearted so it'd be sure. really weird to have him I guess he they could definitely have him in there and be the the comic relief yeah because well and, and you know a lot of, I don't know if you ever watched the animated series growing up of Justice League but there's a, a little bit but I don't remember much. there's a lot of stuff where it's like Shazam and like Barry Allen will make a joke or something and then Batman will be like that's not funny or like just the <laughs> severe like yeah the, yeah. You know, the differences of so I think they could I think I'm not saying it's out of the realm the, right yeah right. I'm just saying it, it, when you watch the movies it, they're completely different styles for sure so it, it's definitely contra- like yeah uh, conflicting mm-hmm. but um, they could definitely make it work if sure. if they have the right people there to to, to, to flesh it all out well and Shazam the, the enemy I can't remember his name but he's got those like demons in him or something and those things are like pretty dark they're Kind of terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just the rest of the movie was pretty lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my whole my whole point was is I they're not gonna do it. Uh-huh. Um because I'm pretty sure the Joker was supposed to be a standalone. It's not supposed to be connected to the rest of right. the DC, but they definitely could have pulled um Joaquin Phoenix Joker into the DCU mm-hmm. with, with the new Batman Batman that's coming out sure. and have the new Batman be a different style yeah, of Batman yeah. like you you were talking before mm-hmm. and take the good parts of the DC universe which I think is Wonder Woman, Aquaman and Batman vs Superman and kick out Suicide Squad and Justice League and make <laughs> right. those almost be like like retcon them. 
Yeah, like yeah. they're there, they're a part of the universe, but we're not touching on them. Yeah, yeah. And, and take the good parts and have them all be a part, but that they're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're just going to. I think they're. As far as what I've heard, their plan is to do a, a hard slash soft reset with the Flash, where yeah. the the timeline kind of paradox, mm-hmm. and they can do that as much as they want because. <laughs> Because Barry Allen can always just yep. run real fast. <laughs> and so as many times as they fuck up, they can just keep on redoing stuff. So, I, I mean, I really hope that they don't. And I hope they, they kind of figure it out. Because I like the DC universe. Um, the Marvel's yeah. great for what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think the DC universe has a lot more potential, a lot more depth. Mm-hmm. And the movie version And honestly, side. like, so when the Marvel movies started... uh comics for Marvel were like, like no one knew who Iron Man was and no one oh, cared who yeah. Iron Man was, but Batman and Superman have like always yeah been known forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I, I, I yeah. hope they really, they really turn the corner. Sure. Um, so uh, yeah, go you ahead. mentioned something about Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I actually, I don't mind his interpretation of that character because and I, I actually, this was something that I kind of noticed on this last watch through. Sure. Lex Luthor, at any given point, until like the last half an hour or maybe a little bit longer, at any given point is in control of the situation. He's he's arranging for Batman and oh, Superman yeah. to meet. Oh, yeah, for sure. Know? And that is very Lex Luthor-y. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. And so... uh. And I am a big fan of movies where the bad guy wins. <laughs> Infinity War is my favorite Marvel movie. Okay. But uh, to me, I mean, he wins in the end. The goal is to either make people hate Superman and make him leave, or it's to kill him. And that's why he gets the the kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Um, and he accomplishes plan B. He, he kills Superman indirectly. Yeah. But he still is responsible for all that. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, and so I didn't happen how he planned though. He definitely wanted Batman to to kill right, Superman, right. or for Superman to be seen as a human slash evil person because he killed Batman for no reason. I right. mean, nobody would know that he killed him because of his mother. Yeah, yeah. They, they, he would just be seen as somebody that just went over and killed Batman, who right. does a lot of good in mm-hmm. Gotham. I mean, does it shows he does a lot of bad? Yeah, but yeah. But Gotham loves him. Yeah. So, um, he Superman would look like an even worse yeah. idol. Yeah, yeah. Than he already is portrayed as throughout a lot of it. So, For yeah. sure. But yeah, he. I, I think he definitely wanted his plan A to work. But <laughs> <laughs> he did still get his end goal, kind of. As you'll see later, when you, if you ever watch Justice League, mm-hmm. didn't really get his goal set. Like that didn't really happen. But yeah, yeah. The time being, it did. Right. Um. Uh, I had something I was going to ask you. Yeah, I, I you as you think of that, I just sure. the main reason why I didn't like Lex Luthor is because my but what I thought Lex Luthor was was always a smart, meticulous um, mastermind that was always able to um, outsmart his opponents by by using the people around him, which he kind of did. But mm-hmm. he, he was always a smart. He was a almost an evil Bruce Wayne is what my, what my brain had him as. He was a smart, meticulous, um, always had the right thing to say, just 
you know, to, to keep people off of them. And, um, and Jesse Eisenberg didn't. His Lex Luthor was the worst speech person in the history of movies. Every single one of his speeches were terrible. Now, he, he was semi-decent in his business talks, mm-hmm. but anytime he had, like, a speech, he always stumbled around his words. He didn't mm-hmm. know exactly what he wanted to say. He couldn't memorize the, the quotes and the stuff that he wanted to say. I right. think that party speech was the most uncomfortable and just cringy it speeches. Is. Yeah. And that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. I'm not saying it was bad on Jesse's part because he was doing what the director wanted to do. Yeah. But I feel like it, it, it wasn't a that's not what Lex Luthor my idea of Lex Luthor sure. would have done and a lot of other people think as well. So I have a question. Sure. I, I think the scene is is I really like the interaction and the way it's set up. The scene where he's talking to Senator Finch, she comes to tell him that she's gonna block the import license. Yeah. And he talks about how, you know, he mentions the red capes are coming. Sure. What do you think of that scene? I think some of it was good, but I they just make him seem too insane. Gotcha. And in my opinion, like I said, I don't read all the comics, but what I've read <laughs> on the movie and yeah, yeah. on Lex Luthor is he wouldn't make himself out to be insane. Mm-hmm. He would keep it in, and it, it almost felt worth, with most of Lex Luthor's um, dialogue, that they were trying to make him almost be a Christopher Nolan um, Joker. Joker, yeah, I've, I've heard that. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's what it felt like when you're watching it, is yeah. that they're trying to make him out to be this insane, like... He has a plan, and he knows how to do it, and he yeah. can do it, but he is all over the place all yeah, the time yeah. and can't keep things straight, and he doesn't. And the whole movie, he can never keep things mm-hmm. when he's talking to people. Obviously, yeah. he's smart. He's a brilliant person, but he can't articulate his thoughts well, and, and he was fumbling over his words when, even when he was talking to um, the governor. Yeah. And, but what he had to say most of the time was – meaningful yeah especially for the themes of the movie mm-hmm. but that's what i didn't like about it was the fact that he just couldn't say it, it just didn't yeah. feel lex lutherish and you know i guess uh your theory is that he's not lex luther right which makes it which like, like i said that makes it better for the fact of that would fit mm-hmm. um what happened that would make sense for his character mm-hmm. and would make a lot of people i think happier that they didn't portray Lex Luthor as an insane person yeah, yeah. or an outward insane. I guess obviously Lex Luthor as a person's insane. If he's going to do it, sure. all the evil things he's doing, yeah. but he doesn't show it right. Um, to the world like Jesse Eisenberg did here, but is a fumble on the studio as <laughs> part of not just yeah using. And I love Jesse Eisenberg as an actor. So yeah, I think he too. could have been a good normal Lex Luthor. Yeah. And so uh, I really, I hope that answers your question. It of, does. Of yeah, how I, definitely. how I like that scene. Cause there were a lot and of I'm parts sure that, that applies really to everything. He's either saying some things that really hit home and some mm-hmm. things that don't. Yeah. I really enjoy his, his, because I think I like watching descents into madness, so to speak. Yeah. And so when he's on the tower, when he's on the LexCorp tower talking to Lois yeah. and then later talking to Superman. I totally, I love all that. I love that. Yeah. And I'm not saying they did a bad job with that. Right. It's that it's, you, you use the name Lex, Lex Luthor. Right. 
And that's the problem with it. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I do, I, I, I totally agree with you. I like yeah. the descend into a smart man who's just getting crazier as his plan is developing. And, yeah, yeah. And he feels like he has all the power. And yeah, you can continue what you're saying. Oh, with I was... him and, and uh, with Lewis, uh, Lois on, uh, on the balcony, you can continue with what you were saying there. But I just oh. wanted to say that I do agree with you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say my favorite, the the line I think he has that hits home the hardest for me anyway, is he says uh, right before Superman leaves, he, he has that timer and he goes, when you got here, you had an hour. Uh huh. Now it's less or something like that. That was a good line. Super intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, It was good, but yeah, Yeah, it was, Uh, that was, that was a good line. Um, So that's what I meant by, I had a problem with Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's not, and it wasn't Jesse Eisenberg. I think it was just uh, a fumble on that Zack Snyder studio intervention. Or... Well, no, that I bet Zach. you that was all Zack. Yeah. I think he wanted to use Jesse Eisenberg at his fullest, mm-hmm. and Jesse Eisenberg can play that well. Yeah, and obviously he can play that well. Yeah, and so he wanted to to tap into that and just the Joker craze, obviously that. Is around, which I mean, is still around. Yeah, I because mean, of Joaquin love Phoenix, Dark Knight. And, oh, well, and that Joaquin Phoenix. I was like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you yeah. are Joker and you can show you descending into mad and being a crazy, you know, yeah, yeah. person that has a moral code, but is not the same moral code as a right. normal person, and and all of that, and so I, people are drawn to that, and so yeah. I understand why sure. you want to do it. It's just, uh, it's just tying that to Lex Luthor, like they. They could have either had him be his own character and not be Lex Luthor and find somebody else or mm-hmm. create a new DC villain and yeah. then have Lex Luthor later on or have Lex Luthor be what the standard Lex Luthor is. Right. And, yeah. Uh, either not cast Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> or have Jesse Eisenberg just be Lex Luthor. Just get Brian Cranston. That's all I want. I want, <laughs> I want Brian Cranston to be Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, so uh, unless you have something else, we can kind of go to the two... I think the two biggest parts of the movie, the fight and then Doomsday. Do I want something else. I want to preface the fight actually sure. real quick. Um, so, uh, the this whole movie gets a really bad rap for the Martha stuff. Uh, ridiculous! It does not deserve it. Does not deserve the hate for the Martha stuff. Right. I There's, and I think something that they try they build to, it up the whole time. Yeah, they do, and I think something that. What I think the intention was um, with the dream sequences that he has, I think those are like like uh, visions of the future almost. Mm. I don't think they're just dreams. I think this is a Bruce Wayne that has some kind of like, you know, future telling ability or whatever. And he goes and there's specifically that dream where he goes to his parents' uh, cre- uh, crematorium area. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's the right word, but... Uh, and you see Thomas Wayne, you see Martha Wayne, and then the bat comes out of Martha Wayne's grave. Yeah. And like, if that doesn't scream something important is going to happen with the with, with Martha, Martha yeah. I don't know what does. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I, I know you said let's get into the fight, but actually, the uh, another thing we should talk about, I think, is the nightmare sequence with uh, the Flash. Is that what you're talking? Yeah, about? Yeah. Well, right before that, the mm-hmm. the bad. The, where he's in the desert gear yeah. and all that. Yeah. Um, I liked that scene cause it show, I, I think it, I think it was him actually seeing the future mm. as, as well. 
Um, but I don't think they did a good job of keeping up with that. Right. I think it was used and then dropped. Because... I liked, didn't you say earlier you think it would have worked better as a post-credit sequence? I did not. <laughs> I thought you said maybe you didn't. No. Uh, you... But, I mean, <laughs> maybe. But uh, my my I liked the scene, but the only issue I had with it was the fact that they didn't use it later because Bruce doesn't save Lewis, Lois and doesn't there's no there's no they do use it in Justice League oh okay mm-hmm. okay well that's fair enough I, like <laughs> I said I haven't seen Justice League since it came out right I don't care to retouch it unless we have to do it for a podcast then I'll rewatch it right but um and in this movie it uses it and it was a pretty strong sequence of seeing what Superman can be. Mm-hmm. And then you, you realize that he becomes that because he loses Lois. Yeah. Yeah. And Lois isn't the one who is potentially going to die here. Right. Batman doesn't have to save Lois, which is what the flash says. The flash says, save Lois. Oh, he says, she's the key. She's the key. Yeah. And Batman doesn't save Lois. Right. He saves Martha. And so that's what mm-hmm. I didn't like about the scene. Right. Is, Maybe if it said save Martha, mm-hmm. then it would have foreshadowed more of, okay, he said Martha. Why is he saying Martha? Like, yeah, yeah. That scene to me still makes sense yeah. because it's his the last, like his last, his dad's last words were Martha. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, by the way, just a quick aside. Sure, sure. That whole intro with, with the, the parents getting shot for the um, uh-huh. time on yeah. screen. That is the verbatim from the Dark Knight Returns book. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's, that's shot by shot. The Sweet. pearls with the gun yeah. and all of that is is verbatim from the yeah. book. But anyway. People, yeah. people hate that scene because they've seen it a thousand times, but you still, I think you kind of have to do it. Oh, yeah. For, for, for this movie. Well, and it, with comic book writers, there's a rule that every comic book is somebody's first. So if you do read comic books... Um, the first page or two was always like exposition of what uh-huh. has happened previously. Gotcha. That way anybody can just pick it up and get an idea. Of what's yeah, going on. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing here. This could be somebody's first Batman movie. Yeah. And if you have no idea who Batman is, why, why, why does he care about Martha? Right. Yeah. yeah. Who's Martha or whatever. Yeah. Cause I didn't even remember that Martha was her name. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, those and other also, movies don't really tell you what, like I'm sure it's there, but it's not, yeah, his uh, his mom's name is Martha. Like, yeah, and as far as I know, this is the first time in like comic book stories or in media, like uh, TVs or movies, sure. that um, that has been used because their names have been Martha since the inception of the parents. It's always been Martha. It's never been used. But it's never been used. Really? Yeah. See, so but I, since the beginning. The first time I watched as it. As far as I know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. The first time I watched it, I was not upset about the fact that they used. Right. Um, I thought the scene was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that that's what bridges the gap between those two characters did make sense. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about the whole uh, dream state. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was a good scene because it, it tells you... It, confirms why Batman is the way that he is against Superman because mm-hmm. he um his fears were shown yeah in that in that scene and um uh, the only problem I has like I said they they just didn't use it 
Uh, it was a cool scene of just seeing Batman destroy all those yeah. all those guys. I mean that that's something Zack Snyder does really good, uh, really well in this movie is is Batman just beating the crap out of people. You see it right. here, and you see it when he saves Martha. Just really cool, um, you know, fist. Yeah, uh, I guess hand to hand combat. Mm-hmm. Um, really good chor- choreography between um, between them. So I know I keep diverting. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> um, what? So Batman killing in this movie? Not a big deal for me. Yeah. I know it was a big deal for a lot of people, but yeah. I knew before this, like I said, not a big comic person, but I do know that in a lot of some of the comics that Batman does turn into somebody that, that does kill. Yeah. And that was a big thing of the trilogy of Batman does not kill and he mm-hmm. will not kill. Um. But I I know that there are Batman versions where he does yeah, uh, and I I know most of it's post Joker, mm-hmm. as far as I know, and so, but nonetheless, it it didn't really bother me. I <laughs> he he used guns here and it was fine and um, <coughs> sorry, <laughs> I read a little bit of cough there. Drank some water and kind of wrong but, <clears throat> yeah, um. A lot of people did have that issue. I, I a lot of my friends did, but um, in my opinion, it wasn't really uh, sure. It's it, I realize that there are multiple Batman like styles, yeah. And so knowing that this one, they're using one that does kill. Mm-hmm. Obviously, something has happened throughout his arc where he decides that killing is better than not. Yeah, and so he does it. Yeah, and. So I was completely fine with it. The branding part was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Like obviously that was a but that that, that was showing that Batman is not net, that was what I said earlier that Batman is both the villain and the hero and Superman is the villain and the the hero. Yeah. So Batman yeah. is doing good but at the same time he's branding people and getting them killed. Yeah. Um when maybe they shouldn't be. Yeah. They have them they have a family and yeah, they're not perfect but but they have people that they're supporting and you just took that away from them. Right. You know, and so, well, and I know, I think a big, a big reason that people are so against the not killing thing or so against that he was killing in this movie, um, is because the only exposure they'd had was the Christopher Nolan trilogy, which like mm-hmm. you said, I like that you said, it's not that he won't kill it or it's not that he can't, it's that he like refuses to. Uh-huh. Um, but then, Anytime I talk with people and they bring that up, well, Nolan didn't have Batman kill people. In the very first movie, he's got uh, Ra's al Ghul on the train. Um, and he's like, I don't have to, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to. That's still killing someone. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. But I think before we get into the Superman fight, him killing, him killing people, I think, makes that he doesn't kill Superman more impactful. Because okay. he, he he's mowing people down in the Batmobile. Yeah, my favorite scene of that is when he he, he busts out the building and he catches the corner of that trailer and there's a dude that you clearly yeah. see yeah. taken out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, so I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I know that that could that's a it was pretty a big, big dividing. It was a point big thing people. after the the movie came out. They're like, yeah. oh, the Batman's killing people. Right. What the heck? And, and there like, are there are depictions of Batman. Like, what's funny is that Flashpoint Paradox is still pretty re- relatively new, and that introduced Thomas Wayne, which is an alternate reality where sure. where Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne gets killed in the alley, not his parents. 
and then Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and Martha Wayne becomes a Joker in that universe. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. If you want to read some <laughs> yeah, black that's, stuff, yeah, read Flashpoint. Yeah, that's some crazy stuff. But uh, Thomas Wayne wields two guns and shoots everyone. And so I'm like, why is this a new thing to people, you know? And also, like you said, it's a new, I like that it's a new rendition. Like Batman, he's been around for almost 100 years now. Uh People could do what they want. Like, I yeah. don't want to see the same old Batman every uh, time. Yeah. I want to see new interpretations of these yeah. characters. You want the same base character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you want him to, to be in Gotham and, and do the things he, he does. Because, like a bat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you want him to be who he is because he has the, the evil and the darkness around him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, sometimes they're going to be somebody who has the sacredity of life and, and doesn't want to hurt anybody. And other times they're going to realize yeah I, well I and this is also clearly it. a batman that has been around for a long for time a yeah he's like time. 50 years old yeah i you see that when um uh, when is the butler uh why am i slipping on his name alfred, saying, alfred <laughs> i should know that one at least when alfred's saying if there's ever gonna be another heir you know he, yeah he yeah. talks about his age all the time mm-hmm. so yeah alfred's got a lot of good like little one-liners and like I said, in this. <laughs> yeah, he was. I, I didn't like the casting part of it, but he was still a good Alfred. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you ready to talk the fight? I'm ready. Okay. The fight. Let's do it. Okay, the fight. As I'm, I'm gonna say off the bat, it was fantastic. It was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it lives up to the height of the movie is called Batman v Superman. It's right. Batman versus Superman, and yes. they have a great fight. Mm-hmm. And it's not too long. I was a little upset about that. Yeah. But... You could have watched Superman get the pulp beat out of him. Or watched Batman get beat for a little bit first, because he does get beat at the beginning. Come on now. Batman doesn't get beat. Well, he does. (laughs) He does a lot. You should be the comic reader. How many times does Batman die? I don't want to talk about that. Okay, exactly. (laughs) Um... I know everyone loves Batman. I love Batman too. So yeah, I agree that mm-hmm. uh, it was fun watching Batman beat the, the crap out of Superman. But I could have seen it go a little bit longer, and that's they could have stretched this part of it out mm-hmm. and cut out the last the the Doomsday part. Yes, um, and had that been a second, you know, with the f- a sequel follow up movie mm-hmm. where you don't know that Jesse Eisenberg had a backup plan mm-hmm. and so he's already in jail and said the tiktok or whatever he said you know yeah yeah he's he knows that he has a doomsday oh yeah burrowing and he's like okay right. well you thought you got me well i have a doomsday that'll you know kill you all later and then that's the next movie is, yeah is them and the doomsday and i think that would have been better mm. and they so they could have still had a two and a half hour movie they just draw this part of it out and kind of you know flush them that the back part For of it sure. out. Yeah. Um, but with the fight itself, yeah. I, other than what I've talked about at the beginning with Superman feeling, uh, not be Superman before mm-hmm. the Kryptonite, sure. It was a great. It was it was a fun fight. Between, yeah, between the two of them. I'll, and I love. It always makes me laugh. So he gets hit with the sound stuff, gets hit with the bullets, and then Bruce Wayne is like he's like smirking, uh-huh. and Superman walks up and he like doesn't even punch him. He just like taps his yeah. shoulder. He goes. Flying yeah. like fifty yards, and so that's my first problem with this fight. Oh no! Yeah, All right, I'm not ready. not that that was like that makes sense for Superman. Was, yeah, yeah. But he leaves Lois and says, "Um, I have to convince him to for us to team up." I don't know exactly yeah, what he yeah. says. 
or I have to kill him. Yeah. And he doesn't try to convince him at all. I, I so he, I I listen for it a little bit, and he does say a couple things, yes, but, that but then that's it. it. Yeah, and then he straight goes to I'm gonna bully. Yeah, I'm gonna bully this guy until he listens later to me. In the movie, in the thing, he says he says if I wanted you, if I wanted it, you'd be dead already. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like you obviously have the power to make him listen at mm-hmm. this point. I mean, you're this, he doesn't know the uh, script tonight. He's strong as. Yeah, he's a right. god basically. Yeah, yeah. So you could say lit like you make this decision. You can help me. I'm being forced to either kill you or yeah. we can try to save my mother. Mm-hmm. Because apparently all it took for Batman to say like here was the word Martha mm-hmm. and he would team up with them. Yeah. So all he had to say apparently it was the word Martha and yeah. maybe Batman would have listened. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't even get that far. And so obviously if he did that, we wouldn't have got the fight. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have been Batman versus Superman. Right. But the way that they decided to go about it made it stupid. It made me think that Superman was just being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that as Superman because he's supposed to be somebody that cares for other people. And he's supposed to be sure this light. And, you know, he yeah, would yeah. be the person that would be try to exhaust all options before he just kills somebody. Yeah. And, and he, if he killed somebody, he'd do it immediately yeah and he didn't exhaust all this mm-hmm. he, well, he didn't try looking, to discuss first looking back on man of steel when general zod is laser and laser balling um that family or he's about to there's like a full 30 seconds before superman finally makes the decision to kill him um because he probably i guarantee it's just that thought process yeah. of like do i do this or yeah. do i not you know yeah and i just didn't see it there and it just yeah that's what i meant by I don't, I don't like, I don't dislike that part of it. See, I thought you were talking about the push and I was no. like, what's wrong with the push? No, <laughs> it was just that I, I, I had a problem with the push because it didn't, it felt counter to yeah, yeah. the whole entire premise of, of why the fight was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so I'd like to talk about the flaw that everyone talks about. Sure. The, the second grenade that he, that he loads, uh-huh. people say, Okay, well, it's, why does Superman watch him load it and then take forever to get over there? Well, I have a problem before that. Oh, well, let's address yours. Go ahead. Why Batman shoots the thing at him. Uh-huh. And he breathes in and he, like, loads that he just hit him with it. Yeah. Why not load it right then? Yeah. yeah. Why in the world did you wait until you get Well, he didn't beat- grow up playing video games. He doesn't know he got to reload you- immediately. <laughs> it just, I was just like, in the theaters, I was like... I obviously didn't know that Superman was going to get his powers back. Yeah. But as Batman, who's fighting a god, you should be like, I might need another one. I made three. Let's go ahead and load another one just in case. Yeah. And so that scene wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Because um, right when he starts getting his power back, Uh Batman could have just shot another one at him. Yeah. He would have been down and he could have loaded his third one. And so it just... Before that, that that right. that, that is definitely a, a, a plot point flaw. Is why did Superman just wait? Now I think it was mainly because he he thought that he had his power back and like he could. Yeah, and I think so too. Like we, he's a we very confident audience, person. Yeah, we as the audience know what Kryptonite does to Superman, but in this context, he doesn't. Superman know. doesn't know what Kryptonite. Well, he does, does not. He, well, he did because he just got shot with it. Well, that was still, he was still recovering from the first one. Mm-hmm. So I think 
it could have taken you know it could have taken him thirty minutes before he was back at like full potential yeah. or whatever. And I I think if I'm remembering correctly, I think after he so before he oh I'm sorry, it's not until after the second shot that he does the whole like punching and then he told like slowly turns his head back to where it's not affecting That's him. That's the first shot. After yeah. The first shot. Oh okay okay. Yeah, the but, first shot because because he only Batman only shoots two shots at Superman because mm-hmm. he only has three shots total. And right. He uses the third one against Doomsday. Oh, and after the second one is when he throws him off the balcony, yeah. right? Yeah. So on the first one, and that's when Batman realizes that, oh, this thing wears off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but as I feel like Batman's smart enough to realize it may wear off because yeah. it's just air. Mm-hmm. Like you don't constantly have it around him. Yeah. That he would be. I mean, he obviously made three. Mm-hmm. So he obviously had some sort of knowledge of this may wear off. Yeah. So you might as well be prepared if it does. Right. And he didn't do that. So that was there was a couple stupid things with Superman. One, the fact that he didn't try to tell Batman what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then two, that part he was toying with Batman after he realized that. Yeah. Yeah. He already had kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And then Batman had two stupid things. One later on, but the first one of him not loading. Second yeah. one of why would he throw away the kryptonite spear? But I, well, we can get into that a little bit later. But well, I don't know what else there. Is. What else is? I like that. I like that he hits him over the head with a sink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I the first time I watched the movie when he stabbed the spear into the ground, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to break. <laughs> Because it looks fragile. Wouldn't that have been great, though? He just, like... Yeah. This should work. Crap. Oh, but then, it. But watching it, this through. Watching it again later, I did realize how hard it was for him to craft the stuff. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Because so he, he uses, must... like, a laser exactly. or something. To... But, like, watching it, you see, it, like, it looks almost like a glass crystal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And glass, if you slam it into concrete, it's going to break. Right. And so that's what I was expecting. And then I was like... Okay, you don't waste all that time. Um, but yeah, I just had to say that because I thought it was hilarious. Cause the first time I was, I was like, "What?" Okay, for okay. sure. Yeah. Uh, and then every time they threw it, I was still a little. Uh, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> they throw it all, they throw it around a, a lot. lot. Yeah. Um, I uh, so I know another thing people talk about with that with the spear. Yeah. Is why does he put it so far away from the initial fighting? point because it's in the building and they start outside yeah and i think you can even use the same reason my same logic from the first one of like we don't know what it does he might not know that he like he doesn't know what kryptonite does he might think that superman can like sense it or see it or something Mm -hmm. he knows it's used as a deterrent but he uh, because that's what luther had it for yeah yeah but he doesn't know like how superman's going to react to it yeah my thought my my, I, i never really thought about it that part too much. I just figured that Batman kind of had an idea of what the fight would be. We'd eventually be in this area. Yes. Yeah, I would eventually I be able to take him to this spot and I'm not going to come out from the get go with this spear because he could I, just I, laser it away from me. <laughs> he could laser it away from me. He could just speed at me real quick and it would mm. knock it out of my hand. And then, well, now I'm out of luck. And if he pushes me too hard, I'm going to lose it. Exactly. So I think he had the idea of I'm going to weaken him first, and then I can use the spear to finish, For which sure. is exactly what he did. Yes. And um, 
on the ground floor is the easiest way to do it because if you like they ended up on the top floor but they only ended up on the top floor because superman shot him up put him the up roof. there yeah <laughs> and so you're gonna what, what would you rather do carry superman up 30 floors or if it ends right. up upstairs i can throw him downstairs and if he dies on the way cool he probably won't because he's superman but yeah. you if know, he doesn't die i'll throw I'll, him into a bunch of pillars and I'll just go ahead and stab him. You know, I right. I never had a problem with that. Right. That part. Of me it. either. I I didn't even think about it until you you just told me. I mean, mm-hmm. I realized that was his that was his execution tool. Yes. Yeah. And and I think that I, I his mean, armor. Since you said that, the it's there's symbol symbolism with it. It it is an execution. Yes. Your crimes against humanity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The armor's cool. Armor was legit. I like it, and I, that's also verbatim. Dark Knight Returns. Gotcha. That looks exactly like gotcha. it does in the comic. And uh, I know some people didn't like it, but I, it was obviously made so he could take hits. So in the comic book, I'm going to be one of those guys. Now. Sure. No, go um, for it. <laughs> he actually, he uses that suit to tap into the city's power and he, he charges up the suit from the city. Mm-hmm. And so in the Definitely comic book that. fight, right. In the comic book fight, you, he, he can punch him and it hurts him. Because he's hitting him with like half the city's electrical grid, um, but in this they've used it a little bit different. It's more just body armor. Yeah, and... it makes it where if Superman, you know, hits him and he flies two hundred yards and lands into a building, he's not going to die. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> he can, is just can, a man. <laughs> yeah, he can take that brunt and you know, yes, and, and be fine. And which, which I think is why the montage is there. As everyone makes fun of the workout <laughs> montage, yes, it's ridiculous, but I kind of, I kind of like those things to be honest. Yeah, I, I like sports. It shows movies that they like they're them. getting ready for. Yes, it. Yeah. and uh, I think he was getting ready. Not... And that Ben Affleck is super ready. Yeah, <laughs> at least at the time of this. Yes, movie. <laughs> and they, I think they had that montage for him wearing that suit mm-hmm. because it was obviously a. It had to have been an insanely heavy, heavy yeah. suit, and they make it feel heavy the whole time. Mm-hmm. And obviously, him getting stronger is not going to make a difference between killing Superman because he right. has kryptonite. Yeah. And so I think it was so. I realized I'm going to take some hits here. Yeah. And so I need to be able to stand back up, and so I need to be strong enough to wield or have this 200 pound steel armor right. on top of me and still be able to fight. Yeah. And speaking of the suit taking hits, one of my favorite parts. Oh, it's just a really small thing, but I like the I like the uh, the nitpicking. This is the attention to detail. Yeah, when he gets hit in the face and it, and half of his mask is broken uh-huh. or the, the head the cow whatever sure. you call it, his voice box the the, the speaker is, is delayed is delayed. Yeah, and I, that, like, was that a cool just spot. blows my mind every time. I just think that's the coolest thing. It was, it was cool. I like that too. I yeah. I realized it. And thought that was a cool little addition that they had to mm-hmm. it, and the and the eyeball blinking, and, yes. and then it finally goes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. Um, so I've talked about most of the fight that I wanted to, leading up to the the actual spear part. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, my biggest the biggest thing I wanted to, to address because I agree with all of that. I like when he throws him off the balcony. The whole fight I think is just great. Yeah. Um, you can really feel the punches too. Yeah, definitely. Which is, which is and when Superman gets hit with, with Kryptonite and his like his writhing in pain, mm-hmm. and you see the you see it like him sucking it in and breathing it out yeah. again. Which yeah, is, yeah just, just the attention to detail in that yeah. fight is very good. Yeah, I let's agree. talk about a fight that maybe doesn't have 
as much attention to detail. Well, before we get to the doomsday, mm-hmm. um, the Martha scene, this is where the Martha scene happened. Right. And I think we both agree that the Martha scene was good. It's justified. I, yes, yeah. it is definitely justified, but it is definitely, I think the execution on the scene, the lead up was good, the, but the execution on the scene wasn't because he wasn't clear. You don't know, like... when I, Actually, when I watched it last or yesterday... Uh, I heard kill Martha. Oh, did not you? Say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the problem. Is it wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think was the big thing is, is Henry Cavill couldn't actually like, they didn't do a good job of him. Well, he had a monster boot on his neck. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that's true. And, and I think Ben Affleck's reaction to him saying Martha was a little it too much. More like he's having a stroke. Yeah. Than anything else. It was a little too much. He, he should have been surprised. Mm-hmm. And I'm taken back, but I, it, I so I I've maybe that's heard, Ben Affleck though. I've yeah, <laughs> I've heard that the reason it's so almost overdone is because that his his intention the entire time was I'm going to kill Superman. Yeah, and then once that happens, it's like just this punch in the in the gut. Yeah, of yeah, like, no, that's true. What do I do now? Hundred percent true. Yeah, yeah. But I could see it going both ways. I, you yeah. know, I don't know how I would react well, in that situation. But. Real, real life is cringy too sometimes. That's so right. So I'm not saying that it doesn't, it's not real. It doesn't fit or anything. It just, when you're watching it, it feels offsetting. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's why people hate the Martha scene. is isn't necessarily because they don't understand the Martha. It's that it just doesn't, it feels weird. Sure. That Batman's about to kill Superman, this is his whole entire goal, and then all he can say is, Martha, why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? Yeah. Martha, why did you say that name? Yeah. And Amy Adams, or Lois, has to... Uh, has to say, it's his mother's name. Yeah. Yeah. And then Henry, Henry Cavill can't say that. Yeah. And it just felt uh, it just felt a little weird. Sure. And I totally understand it. Yeah. Uh, I understand the criticism there. Sure. So, actually, before we get into the final fight, we should probably talk about Wonder Woman, at least a little bit. Yeah, I I think I talked about her a little bit. I I said that I liked her because she wasn't a major part of the movie. Oh until yeah, right, right. Doomsday. Yeah, and I liked her being in the movie. Um, I I think they could have done a wonder a Wonder Woman movie like they did mm-hmm. right after this, and it would have been great. Mm-hmm. But instead, they decided to add the Doomsday after party part of the movie. <laughs> And Wonder Woman decided after party. And Wonder Woman was one of the main parts of it. And yeah. So, so that I, the reason they do that is that's a fanboy thing. They're fan service. I'm sure. Yeah. Because there but, there's been instances where it's been Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and they and they call it the Trinity. Hmm. And so I think that that's all that was was fan service. It was going look, they're on screen together. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but like I said, they should have done a sequel to this movie where Doomsday was the main enemy, mm-hmm. not Justice League yet. But do another not called Batman vs Superman two because they're not enemies anymore. But right. you can call it can Trinity call it if you wanted to. Superman's I don't care. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever you yeah. know. And and well, and actually, been, and you could have had Wonder Woman finally be a part of it after the Wonder Woman movie came out, and then you have sure you you know Man of Steel, you know Superman, you know the Batman because of this movie, and then you know Wonder Woman, and then they have this Doomsday is this ginormous villain in the comics mm-hmm. and it's done in 20 minutes not even 20 minutes done yeah in 10 15 minutes and, yeah and, and Do- yeah and doomsday you're right is, is is supposed to be this monstrous force uh 
and he's it falls a little flat. Yeah. And I I personally, I mean, I I think maybe everyone feels this way. I don't know, but the I don't like that Doomsday's general Zod. Hmm. I I and the only reason that I don't hate he's it. called Doomsday is because I think that he's called that is because or referred to it. I guess is because Lex Luthor when he's talking to Superman in the in the Inception Chamber or whatever yeah. he says your Doomsday yeah and then he whatever. Well, is there a bigger reason why he's called Doomsday in the comics? I thought it was just not, because... I, so I have not actually read this. Okay. So I, this... I thought he was just called Doomsday because they were a creature set directly to kill... I don't think that's... I don't know about that. Okay. But I know that... So I lied earlier. <laughs> this is also... Takes some influence from the comic book run, The Death of Superman, which yeah. is where Doomsday comes and kills yeah. him. Yeah. But uh, from what I remember... And I could be 100% wrong, but Doomsday just like falls from the sky and huh. it's like, I'm going to wreck everything basically. Oh yeah. And then there's been iterations well, where Superman, where, where Doomsday has been a virus that Kryptonians can contract and gotcha. then they become Doomsday. Um, okay. So it, there's been several different iterations. Gotcha. of it. I actually don't mind this. Uh, I, now, if you don't like it being General Zod, that's fine. But a creature that, they can somehow make two that is able to destroy Kryptonians. I, I like that concept. Yeah, yeah. And how it is a direct counter to Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, they have found a way, someone throughout the history of the universe has found a way to fight this specific problem. Sure. You know, maybe they were a problem in a different universe, and that's mm-hmm. why this was created, or because there are bad Kryptonians, and they have to have a way to destroy destroy them or whatever you know sure sure i don't mind that that backstory but yeah um i just don't like that it was in this movie yeah that's yeah, that's my whole problem with the doomsday i don't think he was a bad doomsday i think it looked weird they could have i think yeah he a looks bit better and his he almost looks a, like a uh um lord of the rings the the troll yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's maybe one reason why i don't like him there's too much. one the, I don't. I don't mind him once he gets some of his like yeah rockiness. the bones and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I totally. Agree. However, there's a cringy part to me. I think where I think is where his arm gets cut off. Yeah. And he like roars, and you see all of his like needle teeth. Yeah. And I'm like, that's weird. I don't. I don't want to see weird needle teeth on this guy. Like, you want to see dangerous teeth? Yeah. I want him to look intimidating. In he was every like that aspect. way from. Yeah. He was that way from the beginning. Though. Yeah, that's yeah. what another thing that made him look like one of the trolls from Lord of the Rings because they have small little teeth. Yeah, yeah. They have little weird small heads and small little teeth, and that's what this guy had. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to mention just real quick about the Wonder Woman thing because I sure. uh, this is another diver. I'm really bad though. Sorry. It's okay. But um, the library scene, I think that is peak Ben Affleck being Bruce Wayne. There's a part where Superman says something about he's like bat vigilante. That's pretty weird, huh? And he and Ben Affleck smirks, and that's fantastic. And also, Drunk Wayne is great. <laughs> um, but and philanthropist, uh, you know, you see right. some some ladies. That's right. But any interaction with with Wonder Woman at the library and then later at the museum, mm-hmm. I think it's fan freaking tastic, yeah. and it makes me so bummed. They did not. I mean, this is stupid, but I mean, it makes me so bummed that they didn't pursue a romantic interest with each other in Justice League. 
Gotcha. But anyway. I don't know how that is in the comics. I feel like they could have a romantic fling just off of, I guess, this movie and some other stuff. Mm -hmm. They could have a romantic fling. I don't think it would last, Mm -hmm. but they definitely should have some chemistry. Yeah, yeah. And and Wayne is a philanthropist, you know, I, don't know, I guess I don't know the right word other than a bad word, but you know he, <laughs> he sleeps around and you yeah. know he's he's good at picking up ladies for and sure. So well, he's rich. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's more than just him being rich. I think he's he's just charismatic. You know, sure. He can, yeah, yeah. He knows how to talk well. Of course, having billions of dollars doesn't hurt. But, right. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yes, the Doomsday fight. I think I think it's cool to see it, the three of them fighting. It was. It but, was a cool scene. It just. They could have done better by making it some movie. Yes. But it was and, still fun to watch every time. It's, it, and Wonder Woman cracks me up in it because she's like laughing and like smiling the whole time. And getting time. her butt kicked. Yeah. And yeah, she's like, that's very true. I do this all day, you know? Not to quote Steve Rogers, but, <laughs> you know. Um, and I, I, I like, think it does kind of preface that a little bit in her character where they've, like, she's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think she's seen a lot of battles. Yeah. And so she's just taking this as another battle, which she shouldn't. Mm-hmm. This is obviously a lot bigger than she's ever faced before. Right. But I, I didn't see that as a bad thing. I just saw that as she's always just, she's reliving what she used to do and seeing it mm-hmm. as I used to battle people and I always beat them. And yeah, it's yeah. always just this fun little game. Mm-hmm. Not game, yeah. but you know, yeah, yeah. Um, she's another character, I think, or a uh, Gal Gadot is another actress, I think, that pulls off both Diana Prince and Wonder Woman. Real okay. well, they all like yeah. I said, these are the perfect cast. Yeah, which and it's is a, a shame, shame that, that they they butchered the three out of five of the movies. Yeah, or however many, whatever they, it is. Yeah. <laughs> they butchered Suicide Squad and and yeah. uh, Justice League. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another one. The rest of them, I think, they did okay with. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, but I. It, Doomsday fight is fine. I think the Batman v Superman fight is better. Um, I like that Batman in the Doomsday fight, like knows he's human and just stays. Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah. warehouse scene where Batman goes to save Martha and he. Yeah, I talked about it a little bit. That's a fantastic action mm-hmm. sequence. That uh, whole yeah. thing is great. I said that that scene and the uh, the the dream that he has the nightmare. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. those two fight scenes were. Just... Which is another comic book nightmare spelled yeah. with a K. They were just they were both just great yeah. fight scenes and, and Batman just showing that he is superior in combat. And you see that in uh, the Batman vs. Superman fight as well. Mm-hmm. And the, you see the problem with, with Superman is once you get past his power, he's not a good fighter. He just has ultimate strength. Right. And you see that Batman is a superior fighter and practi- <laughs> to practically anybody. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, definitely. Th- that. And you see that in that scene. And I thought the little gadget that destroyed all their guns was really cool, too. Yes, just right off that the bat. was cool. Yeah. Uh, I wish it would have done that to everybody so they wouldn't have <laughs> to worry about guns. Right. Um, so you could have just seen him just beat people up and have the swords and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I didn't like about that scene is the fact that he got shot directly in the back of the head execution style and it didn't hurt him. <laughs> I, I, I feel think like I, yeah, I, and I know that people don't like that. I just think it's silly and fun. it is silly. <laughs> but just when it comes to the character, uh, you're showing that he's practically invincible. Yeah, and he shouldn't be. Yeah, like right. he, he definitely should have bulletproof armor and stuff. But there's nothing that you can get sh- shot directly two inches away from the back of your head, and it's gonna just not do off. anything. Yeah, I think it kills that guy, doesn't it? Doesn't no. he shooting it? 
hits I, him. I don't. I don't think it kills. It may yeah. hit him, but yeah. I, it doesn't kill him. He like grabs him and d- right. does something to him. And then later, he just gets to shot kind of like play off three that. or four times in the chest or in the back or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, and then he gets stabbed. Yeah. And I think that's a cool like. I always like when heroes they get stabbed and then they're like, "What?" and they yeah. pull it out and stab the guy that's yeah. stabbed. I always think that's and he dope, gets slashed. But... A couple Quite a times bit. too, which is mm. which I I totally like. He he was always using his his uh, forearm stuff. Yeah, yeah. And in in every Batman movie, he always like he can always bounce mm-hmm. um, blades off of him. But stabbing is where you have the point of the blade, and it can puncture. Yeah, know, yeah. Armor, and so that makes sense too. And so I the, the only problem I had with the fight was the the fact that he got shot directly in the back yeah. of the head and he got shot in the back and stuff. I can see that too. Mm-hmm. You know, you, if you have full body armor. Yeah, and it's not and it's point been, blank, right? Then you know maybe it, it, it can just take the bullet, and of course it would hurt like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hurt like real. hell, but <laughs> it, it could happen. Yeah, so. yeah, um, yeah. Do you have anything else? No, I, I I think I've talked about most. I think I've talked about the, the biggest problem I had with the movie was the the ending. Yeah, part of it. So I wanted to. I had um. I had Easter eggs I, I picked out I sure. wanted to bring up in case people were wondering. Oh, I did have one thing. Oh, I'm ready. Um, Tell me. I, t- I prefaced it, but I didn't, I forgot to say it. And mm-hmm. The Batman vs. Superman fan th- fight Yeah. after the fact that he throws the kryptonite spear away. Yeah, he said so, that everyone's throwing it. Like, so, yeah. well, no, the fact that Batman throws it away. Yeah. That's so un-Batman-esque. The fact oh, that yeah. he would have a weapon ready... Um, and I understand he doesn't want to use it, but he may have to later. Mm-hmm. And it happens literally 20 minutes later. Right. But, um, I feel like he's smart enough to realize, okay, I'm helping him now, but you don't know what's going to happen. And this is the only kryptonite I have left. I mm-hmm. may need this. And instead he just tosses it and goes save his Martha. I feel like he would have taken it with him, put it in his thing, I think you're right. Yeah. And, and so that felt really off and they only did that. So... Lois could, uh, Louis, he could have Lois. his moment with Lois later. Yes, yeah. And so, sure, it made sense for the movie, but you need. I think you, it's better to stay true to the character than to add a little bit extra. In the sure, movie. there could have been something else that Batman had to stop the fight to go save, or you know. Um, I, but I did love the fact that Superman was the person that killed doomsday and i thought that was yes. a good way for superman to die mm-hmm. was he was sacrificing himself to kill doomsday because he knew that there was no other way yeah and they all worked together i don't know how they coordinated that because it doesn't really uh oh right well wonder woman lasso's him well yeah but it is how does how did that all happen how at did the they same know moment? Yeah. yeah how did they know and how did batman know this is the time to shoot the kryptonite thing to weaken his skin and and yeah. all of that but that's a minor detail i'm okay with overlooking For that sure. it was mainly the fact that batman it was totally against his character to just toss that but yeah we can go ahead and go to yeah go to what you were about to say oh you're good, you're good. i just had to say that because that was one note i had that i very much disliked right so these are just easter eggs i picked up from watching it um so Alfred says when he's talking about I don't remember what he's talking about exactly. Oh, he's talking about the white white Portuguese, and he says could be a phantasm, yeah, which references Mask of the Phantasm, which was an That's animated right. movie. Uh, Morpheus, which I think his name is Perry in the movie. Um, he says he references and says uh, you might think it's 1938, but it's not 1938, which is the year Superman was uh, started. Oh, okay. And then uh, the parking garage that he 
bust out of the Batmobile does. It I didn't see it and I didn't care to rewind to check it, but I know it says Nicholson, which is referenced to Ze- yeah, uh, Jack, Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Robin costume, of course, references um, Death in the Family, where Tim Drake gets killed by the Joker. There was a there's a Robin costume that says "Ha ha ha, jokes on you, Batman." I didn't. I remember seeing that the first time I watched it, but I do not remember seeing it in the Ultimate Cut. It's there. It is mm-hmm. okay. Maybe maybe I just happened to get it's up. after bare butt Ben Affleck. Oh, okay, I must have walked up to go. <laughs> I may have just like went and grabbed like a snack or something. And sure, sure. That exact same because I do remember the first time I watched it and knew that, and that's why I thought that that was prefacing why uh, Batman was uh, killing Batman because in a lot of the comics, what I read was Batman started killing people after he lost Robin. Because he mm-hmm. could have killed the person that killed Robin, and he didn't because he had a no-kill rule. Mm-hmm. And so his actions of not killing ended up killing one person that he loved. So sure, he decided sure. to go after that. Now, that could be false. That was just something I read in an article afterwards. But I do it, remember that. So, like I, like I said earlier, there's tons of inter- oh, iterations. Yeah, in, the, in the normal run, I know he doesn't because then later you have uh, the Red Hood, yeah. which is Tim Drake comes back. Mm-hmm. Um but I, but I, that sounds familiar. And there has been, there's been plenty of instances where he's killed Joker as his rule, and then he just kills after that. Yeah. Um. So in the inception, I'm just going to keep calling it the inception chamber when when sure. Lex Luthor is yeah. making yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Uh, the, it's the, it's the, the ship. Yeah, the yeah, computer the recognizes the body as Zod, Zod of Candor, and Candor is a is a city that was shrunken down by Brainiac and put into a mm. bottle, and he and he keeps it. So there's a city full of Kryptonians in a oh. bottle. Um, there's a Riddler question mark in Wayne, Ma- uh, not Wayne Manor. It's in the uh, it's I, in the the Bat Chamber. No, it's in the building where they fight. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a pretty big thing after the movie came out. A lot mm-hmm. of people were looking into that. Right, they thought there was going to be a, a, Riddler a Riddler thing, thing. which yeah. would be great. Uh, you know, the Jim Carrey Riddler wasn't enough for you. Do what? I said Jim Carrey's Riddler wasn't enough for you. I mean, he absolutely was, but I love <laughs> Riddler is my favorite Batman oh, villain. Okay. So, uh, the Dark Side Omega symbol in the Nightmare. Oh yeah, and then yeah. the Parademons. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big one. Yep. So these these three are from uh, the the Dark Knight Returns. There and there's more that this took from, but the three that like they specifically like plucked from the book. I guess there's four. One is in the beginning with the, I mentioned earlier, Thomas and Wayne dying. That's like verbatim shot by shot. Yeah. Uh, and then later is the fight is one. Um, Between Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause they fight in that. Uh, and then when, when Batman's fighting doomsday, there's a point where he grapples up onto a building Yeah. and the way that he is stationed on the building is another direct uh, panel gotcha. from the book. And then the last one is uh, when he's fighting KG Beast, and there's a guy in there. They're in there with Martha, and there's a guy with with the, a gun. He's yeah. next to the door. They're waiting for Batman to come in, and then he comes in through the wall and takes him. And that whole interaction of "I'll kill her," and he says, "I know," and then he shoots the, the, fire. the thing. Yeah, that those quotes and that that scene are from. Are from a scene in um, Dark Knight Returns. Oh, and then the last one, Um, when Superman takes the nuke and he's all decayed and stuff, 
and then he gets recharged by the sun. Uh-huh. That's also in Dark Knight Returns. He takes he takes a nuke blast from Russia, a Russian like it's a mega nuke, and he he falls to the ground and he's all weak and whatever. And then he tries to fly up to get to the sun, and he gets struck by a bolt of lightning and falls back down. And he actually it's kind of stupid, but he there's sunflowers on the ground and he he touches them and he can like retract the sun power from the flowers. That's pretty dumb. Yeah, it is dumb, but kind of the same thing in that he's just not. You know, he's just in the sun already. But you see him decrepit and yeah. gross, and he, he gets back to his normal yeah. strength. But So those are just all the fanboy things that I really sure. love in this movie. Yeah. So. I remember some of those, and I'm not a fanboy of the DC Universe. I just love movies, and so when... Is your foot touching my phone? Oh, yeah, I guess it is. I thought that was something else. My bad. Um, I just love Shake movies, and so... I mean, I you know, it was a... Man of Steel came out, and then this mm-hmm. one came out, and I was excited. So yeah. I, I didn't do all the the research. I don't I don't do comics. I, not that I dislike them. I just uh, have well, never have, really gotten into. I got them. some reading material. Oh yeah, I, I'm aware. <laughs> you you have told me about some, and I've gotten yes. a little bit into the Star Wars comics, but oh yeah, those are good. Yeah, the Darth uh, Vader run that uh, Dark Disney. Horse is doing right now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I, really good. I, I did the first one on that one. I've been, they have a Luke Skywalker one, and oh, cool. So yeah, the, the, the comics are definitely great. I just have never been. It's just never been something that was in my world. So mm-hmm. just never really did them. For but, sure. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I think I definitely, definitely like this movie. So I would say, like, if you if you wanted to get into them, um, the new Fifty Two. The beginning Batman stuff of New Fifty Two, like uh, if you were to get the graphic novels, like one through eight, gotcha. are all fantastic. Um, that's Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, and they do really good work. They just like the Snyders, huh? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, that guy, Scott Snyder, is like there, and also their story of how they came to be, and and like Scott Snyder is like the Batman writer of our generation. Okay. He's he's really good. Yeah. But anyway. Um. Well, have you got anything else? That's all I got, man. Okay. I feel like we've been going on like it's getting dark outside. We, we have gone on for quite a while, so sorry if some of this was too much for some of our listeners. <laughs> uh, longest one we've had so far, but oh, uh, really? yeah, I hope Goodness you guys uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to the episode. We definitely had a, a lot to say. Um, I guess it was a three-hour movie. It was so. a three-hour movie, <laughs> uh, but also, I mean, when it talking about a movie that has a whole universe a lot of that kind of just spills mm-hmm. in so yeah i uh, hope you guys like the episode uh, we'll go ahead and do some grades for i guess ratings. oh yeah ratings for the episode so i'll let you go ahead and start uh what do what do, what do you give the batman versus superman ultimate cut i am 100 percent biased so i definitely give it a five out of five five out of five mm-hmm. okay okay fair enough i i love this movie yeah um, I'm definitely not going to go as high as a five out of five. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to think of just how I originally thought it. And, and after the second time watching it, I think after the ultimate cut, um, I think I might, I'm, I'm right between a three and a half to four. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say more towards four, just the second time watching it, how much I enjoyed it. Um, I was more willing to to look past the um, some of the problems mm-hmm. that were with the movie, and I think if just a couple small things, if they would have added a Batman movie before this, and if they would have cut the Doomsday and just kind of flushed out the ending there, um, it could have been 
great, and they just missed those. So I think mm-hmm. that's why I'm more towards a three and a half and a four. I looked at what I originally rated it when I first watched it, and I put it as a three. I think I put it three mainly because of a lot of my friends. Kind of, we kind of talked about it a lot. Sure. And they showed some of the talk about some of the issues, and I watched the theatrical cut, and there were a lot of plot holes that just didn't make sense. And, mm-hmm. um, I think the news of you know them going straight to Batman versus Superman, Superman, and the Jesse Eisenberg thing really rubbed me the wrong way the first time, mm-hmm. and I was a little bit more willing to overlook it this time. But anyways, yeah, I'm right. Right, I think I'm right between three and a half to four stars. Nice. Which I talked about a lot of great things throughout the whole movie. So, um, just because I, yeah, like I said, yeah. I, talk, I said a lot of good things about the movie. So just because I say three and a half to four doesn't mean I think it's bad. Three and a half to four, <laughs> still good. I had still a good score. Right, right. Um, still means I really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, that's that's my rating on it. I guess if I was being unbiased, I'd probably give it about the same rating. But okay. I am biased. But yeah, you you like. <laughs> It's yes. the same thing with Star Wars movies for me. I mean, mm-hmm. if I watch a Star Wars movie, I, I think other than Rise of Skywalker, I almost put all of them at five stars. Like I just, there's something there for me to love, mm-hmm. and I will find that thing that I love in the movie, and yes. I will, I will watch that, and I will enjoy that part of it. Yeah. Um, growing up, I had episodes one, two, and three all as five stars, and I still pretty much do. And people <laughs> are like, "What are you crazy?" Yeah. It's like, well, I still have things that you know. I love of those movies. Yeah. I love the Jedi Council. You get Qui Gon Jinn in mm-hmm. Episode One. You get Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Maul and those fights, and I still like Natalie Portman. So there are things that I enjoy, and yeah. yes, there's obviously major flaws, but I personally still love that movie and that what it brings to the Star Wars universe. And so you have that with with these DC movies. So and the prequels are coming around. People are really starting <laughs> to like them a little bit more. It seems Maybe, like I think that's mainly because of the uh, drag on the sequels. People are just <laughs> very much dislike the sequels, so they're appreciating the prequels because, okay, yeah, the prequels weren't great, but they're better than the crap that Disney's given us. <laughs> and I, I don't think well, I will definitely have some Star Wars podcasts in the future, but uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work that out because that's obviously my favorite franchise of all time. So I don't want to, I don't want to do those the wrong way. For sure, I, I need to give them justice. So um, we'll definitely talk about those at some point. But. Yeah, man. Yep, that's uh, that's our ratings. Um, I got five stars uh, from uh, the brother-in-law over here, that's and uh, I've got uh, a three and a half to four. I'll go ahead and just say four, but uh, it's definitely <laughs> right there on the border. So thank you for using a whole number. I appreciate yeah. It. <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna say three and a half. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, uh, like I've said every time before, make sure to follow us on Twitter uh, at Couch Critics Pod, where. Uh, we'll post when we have new episodes out or if there's an update on, on why an episode hasn't come out like the, like yesterday where <laughs> we had some audio <laughs> issues and had to work those out. So um, Can I uh, plug myself a little bit? Of course. Right? Of so course. You can find me on Instagram at T. Landers Studio, and I'm also on YouTube just with Trevor Landers. Yeah, yeah. Trevor does a, a whole entire um, streaming uh, video games. So Oh, that's on Trevor Plays on Facebook. Oh, okay. but, Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do all kinds of crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Music, video games, uh, all over the place. So, yeah, go uh, if, if you like what he has to say here, go give him a follow and uh, check out his stuff. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, follow our Twitter. And then rate and review if you like if you like the podcast. That really helps us out. Just, five stars are great. Yeah, five stars <laughs> are great. It, it just helps more. just helps the al- algorithm. So um, when people search Couch Critics or search 
uh, a new movie that comes out, our name will pop up. So uh, if you like it, do that. Uh, if you don't, don't. I guess that's fine. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what to do exactly. Uh, yeah. And then just follow me personally at Easton Moore Four. That's Easton Moore IV on Letterbox and uh, and Twitter. So thanks for listening. And it was a long one. If you stuck with us, <laughs> thank <thanks>. you. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you didn't, that's okay too. Uh, you know. Two and a half hours is a long time to, oh to listen goodness. to people talk about movies. So That's almost the whole movie. <laughs> almost the whole movie. But thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back at you next uh, Monday with a couple movies. So, all right. You guys have a good one. Bye.